but my weed. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Bowl After Bowl. Bowl After Bowl. Bowl After Bowl. Bowl After Bowl. Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean. I love it. I love the people. Stay stoned. We're stoned. It's true. No sense hiding it. We're stoned. Blame it on the JCD. How's everybody doing? It's another Token Tuesday. And you're here with us, bowlers. It is January 11th, 2020. And you're listening to Bull After Bull episode 127, in fact. It's actually 2022. 2022 is 2022, though. True. Nah, you got me. It's 2022. It's 2022, what can I say? I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And we're just... Got so much to talk about today. It's crazy. Look at this paste. Look at this. Look at this physical at this. piece of paper. I wrote on the back side today. I never do that. Whoa. I never do that. It has to be the busiest week in No Agenda Podcasting in recent memory. Wouldn't you say? I guess. You say I, one I of the busiest. Hop into it then. I think that, uh, well, I mean, obviously, uh, we have the third appearance of Adam on Joe Rogan, which is the big. Magic number three. And uh, what do you think about that? That was on Saturday. It was a great one. Best one yet, I think. Boosts all the numbers, gets everybody all jitty. Everyone's talking about Bitcoin and spooks and uh, mass formation. And new po- new podcasting apps. And new podcasting apps and all this stuff. It's just general hype, general hype. <laughs> we love the hype. And uh, Adam seemed really uh, comfortable this time, laid back. I mean, he's always he's, he always kills it, but this time in particular, it was just kind of like... Uh, it was extra, man. He found his stride. I think he found his stride, for sure. And I meant to pull all these ISOs and clips, not only from that, um, but a, a couple other things that we've been working on in the background, and just got caught up today. I was so busy. Didn't expect it. I was catching up on some shows, a lot of shows. Mo Fax is back at it. Woo! With Justice for Juicy, which if you've not learned, uh, heard that, is fantastic, and it is basically based around the origin story that Mo told us on Bowls with Buds. Yeah. Where he got his start and got his... Uh, moniker. His moniker, Mo Fax, and all that stuff. And a story that's uh, pretty much tied into his origin story, which is the Jesse Smollett story. Uh, so check that out. Check all of these out. We've got... Adam, today was on Megan Kelly, which was also great. No other guest to uh, hog any time. It was just her and Adam for the whole half hour. Her and Adam and a couple of... Uh, Ad breaks? Actually, it was an hour and a half. Hour and a half? Yeah. What I thought it, that was great. He got the whole show to himself. Yeah. What a nice time. Half hour. Half hour. What an idiot. Yeah, it was 90 minutes, man. Full hour and a half. And uh, yeah, I said, uh, nobody is safe from the Podfather's spook hammer, man. He's swinging it around wildly. Anybody can get hit with that thing. He was like, Megan, I'll check your team later. You might have a spook or something like that. Yeah, was that was a like, great comment. Oh, man. Unbeatable. 
This whole um, thing is very, very spooky. The spooks, man, they're ev- they're everywhere. They are. Can't get. You can't root them all out. Can't root them all out. Uh. So yeah, I mean, obviously Adam's been getting around, but uh, even the others, the Rare Encounter post in a live, fantastic. Oh yeah, one of the great. funniest shows they've ever done. It was awesome. They stepped up to the plate and they just smashed it out of the park. I thought it was fantastic. Um, and speaking and, of Rare Encounter. Yes, yes, speaking of. This Friday, we're doing another Bulls with Buds. And this time, our guest is none other than Cold Acid. Oh, yes. The coldest of acids. Sight. So there's that official announcement. Friday night. 9 p.m. Central. 9 p.m. Central, Bulls with Buds. And uh, you know, our last Bulls with Buds we did on Friday with Booberry. That's right. Which was fantastic as well. Thank Des- you, boobs. Despite my incredible stupidity of deciding to uh, go full gummy on these gummies that oh, he sent us. Yeah, these the Delta uh, 8. These Delta 8 gummies, man. I'm telling you. it's It might as well be Delta 9. It's like the real deal. You get stoned as a billy goat. And uh, you, we found this out the first time when we each ate one. And um, I figured, ah, you know, boobs is on. He sent us these. There's only three left. So let's each do one. And then we'll have one left to split sometime. Not tonight. No. <laughs> Not tonight. Although um, splitting them is reasonable. Going full gummy was uh, yes. irresponsible. But hey, we were behind the curtain with our best bud, Boobs. Yeah, you know, yeah. Boobs, the bud, and the bowl, you know, you you, you just got to let loose sometimes. It's been a while, you know? When you're like an old guy and you have kids and responsibilities and all this stuff, it's not often that you just... Uh, Throw caution to the wind, let's say, and just go for it and dive in, you know. But uh, I definitely recommend this uh, Willow's Keep Farm Delta 8 gummies because, uh, holy hell, willowskeepfarm.com. And they're lit and love is lit. Love is lit.com. Booberry and, a, yep. uh, Booberry and you and I had a fantastic conversation. Caught up. It, it had been too long. And uh, we talked a little bit about behind the scenes stuff, value for value merch that he really wants to get going. Uh, a really cool idea. His artwork origin for the album Abel Kirby and I did together, uh, Abel and the Wolf, this was a project, and Stay a While, the album name, that you can find at abelandthewolf.com. So he did one of the artworks. We just talked about a lot of cool stuff, and it was great to catch up with him um, in the context of this show. And we talk, you know, we talk, talk plenty, but uh, it's cool to just have him on, just with uh, the three of us, you know? Yeah. We also did another Misinformed Nation last Saturday, uh, Sunday night, excuse Woo! me. That dropped Sunday, so that's out. Misinformed Nation. Uh, Curry and the Keeper just dropped a, a little bit ago, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, you got a full... Uh... And I saw them, uh, they at least posted the picture that we were, they were recording it. So if it hasn't dropped yet, it's about to, like as we speak. And uh, I talked to the Hog Story on Thursday. They're doing the call-in on Thursdays now, if you guys haven't heard this. They've taken their five-minute limit format that they kind of introduced on their post-no-agenda slots, and they've taken that to the Thursday night, which is really cool and just extra interactive. And I'm all about that. You know, this show is all about interaction, and that's why we lead with some of this stuff up front. Like, we lead with what is going on in the community. What are we doing in the community? What's uh, what's all of our peoples doing in the community? Um, I just think it's... Uh, it, it's who we are. We, that's why we put it up front here, all this kind of stuff. Uh, all the value. All the value and all of the gossip and all of the, you know, what's going on around. What's going on around. Uh, speaking of going on around, 
you had some art for Behind the Schemes last night. Yeah. Yeah, my little uh, thank you to boobs. Boobs for boobs. Boobs for boobs. Value for value and boobs for boobs. So uh, check out the subtle titties in the latest Behind the Schemes show art. It's always fun making art for them. I love their style. I like their style. I've never seen this style before. Or could it be her massive stripper titties? When they're in 3D, it's like pretty crazy, pretty crazy, pretty crazy. And uh, of course, last but definitely not even close to least, this Sunday... The post-NA show is going to be Abs in a Six-Pack featuring Mo Fax and Larry Blightner of That Larry Show. Killer. So absolutely off the chain, insane, crazy uh, week or two that we're going through. And things are just so hot. Things are crazy. It's like 2022 got shot out of a cannon. For better or for worse, man, we're going full speed, full tilt, and all kinds of stuff is going on. Uh, I also wanted to say... To the bowlers here. And we talked about this with Boobs, too, because I wanted to hear his opinion. Because his opinion on this kind of stuff is important to me. Uh, Butter Dog, over on Post. You may have seen the instance Post, P-O-A dot S-T. Anyway, Butter Dog checked out our episode last week, uh, episode 125. And he basically said, you know, it's my first listen. And uh, why don't you not uh, so much start with a producer credit? You know, it might, it, any given show, he said any given show might be somebody's first show. And uh, you might consider moving the producer credits deeper into the show, mm. which I told him, you know, I, I've privately considered that myself. Uh, I've thought about it. Uh, there are reasons that we do do it right up front here. Um, the main kind of joke reason of it all is because, you know, if you get too far into the show and get behind the curtain too far, you're going to forget to do it all together, which is mm, 70% humor, right? Like it's mostly a joke, but it's not like it's totally untrue. Uh, and we also, like I just said, we're... We're interactive. We're community forward, community driven. It's not just about what I have to say and what Lorian has to say every week. It's about everything that's going on that we're all doing together. The bowlers, the larger No Agenda crowd, uh, crowds outside of No Agenda, some of my crypto peeps, some of the peeps in the Sphinx tribe. So there's a lot of different aspects of it. And I just love all, every, everybody's got something going on. So you want to leave with that up front, you know? So, um, Maybe you can weigh in, you know, either in the chat or send me an email, spencer at bullafterbull.com. I, I want to know what the bowlers think because, you know, there's always new people that are going to come to the show and listen and have an opinion. And, of course, we we love new people. We want to welcome them into the bowl. But uh, the the weight I put is on the bowlers who are here all the time who helped us build this thing and continue to do so. And uh, so, I don't know. It's just an interesting idea that we can play, you know, we can always play with format structure. But... I didn't want to start that tonight. I want to start things before we get too deep by thanking everybody who puts this thing on with us. We are a value for value podcast. And what does that mean? It means we do it every week, put it out there, no paywalls, no ad reads. Uh, sometimes people send us cool stuff and we tell you about it. Sometimes, you know, like that's what this gummy is all about. But that's not like an ad read. I've never interacted with this company uh, other than as a consumer. I've tried their stuff. So that's kind of how we do it. We, we, put the value out there and we try to put all the value into the show. That's where we put it. And then hopefully you hear the show, you like it, you get value out of it. What is it what is it worth to you? What is the value that you get out of it? All we ask is that you put the value back in in some way. Keep the thing going. It's like a perpetual motion machine. Karma and energy and value. And we have always thank uh, everybody starting off with oh we got a, uh, a boobs boost. Boobs boost. A couple of boobs boosts. My oh me. Uh, thank you, boobs. 
All right. 33,000 sats. Woo! And seven, 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 seven sats. Oh. Yes. Big ball and boobs in the bowl. How can you beat those boosts? Thank you. Boost me once. Shame on. Shame on. Boost can't get boosted again. That's obviously untrue. Can absolutely get boosted again. And Booberry proves it. And he had a boost to Graham in the second boost. He says, Hey, baby, your daddy let you boost? Also, thank you again, Lorian, for the sick art. Have you played with or thought about Substack at all? I have not thought about Substack at all, but perhaps I should. Substack, yeah? Yeah. Some cool people on Substack. It oh, seems yeah. to be, uh, I, I've never looked at the inside of Substack, you know? I've seen John's, uh, John C. Dvorak's Substack, and of course, the uh, Behind the Schemes boys put the newsletter out via Substack. So right before the show, their show notes go out via Substack, which is really cool. It's like... You can follow along yeah. with the show, which is really helpful. Like uh, on Monday when they were playing that guy and you're like, who the hell is this guy? And we're like, oh, look. Yeah, from can, Mount Sinai. Yeah, you can look it up in the Substack. But boom it's already that right there. was cool. That part is slick for sure. Yeah, and, I love uh, that. We're looking around. I mean, we don't have a we, newsletter for the show at all anyway, so... We should probably do something. Dvorak is always saying that one of the keys is uh, the newsletter and reminding people, you know, that it's time for the show. It's time to listen. It's time to get involved. It's time to give value. All that kind of stuff. Um, so it's an interesting thought. And Substack is definitely on my list of potentials. If we go that route, which on a long enough timeline, we'll, we'll have to figure something out like that. Um, so, yes, those are all our fresh boosts. Um, and if you want to boost us, you just have to get a value enabled podcast app. Which is really easy to find. You just go to new pod, new. I keep saying nude podcast. Ugh, what's yeah, wrong what's, with me? What's that all about? Are you surprised? No. But you go to newpodcastingapps.com. dot com. New podcast apps. Oh, I keep fucking it up. You know, it's. Uh, I've been saying this, and this is just a shameless promotion. Uh, you can go to ableandthewolf dot com and click on uh, listen, and I have all of the new podcast apps, but just the ones that support value. And then I have them sorted by platform. So huh. in my opinion, if you're actually looking for a value stream app, that's an easier way to do it because you're going to filter out all the rest of them that don't necessarily do that. There's a lot of podcast apps, but some only support things like transcripts and chapters and they don't, you know, stream sats. So um, that's another way to do it. And I recommend it because I, I spent some time on it. So <laughs> you know, I want people to find it useful. Definitely. Uh, Send us a boost. Send us a boost via that. Uh, we also had in the PayPal, um, I have to, of course, re-log in. PayPal always kicks you out so fast. It's like, oh, you haven't looked at us for 10 minutes. You're not logged in anymore, which I don't know. It's probably good security, you know. Uh, but we want to thank, of course, the one and only Chris Vox. Woo! Chris Vox. Coming in for the win with a stonation. All right. He says... Sir Chris Vox checking in with the 420. Keep up the great work. So, Store Nation, $4.20. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And that uh, that is our contributions for today. Now, before you start going, whoa, bowlers, whoa, wait, what? Is that all? Uh, and scrambling to the PayPals, I did want to ask uh, everybody a favor because um, it's kind of a strange time for a dear friend of ours, Phone Boy, who, if you follow on the NA socials, is going through a rough time, a very nasty divorce and uh, he's kind of out of a place to stay, and it seems like the deck is, at least at this point uh, in the early indications, very stacked against him uh, legally and financially. 
in terms of this whole thing and how it shakes out. And so in lieu of scrambling over to bullafterbull.com and clicking on donate, we would uh, implore you please to go over to the Lotus podcast and please help Phone Boy out. Uh, or if you send something via our PayPal and just put in the note, this is for Phone Boy, we'll make sure it gets to him. Yes. Uh, Phone Boy, if, if you're in the chat or somewhere and there's a better way to get to you that we can put in the show notes too. Um, I just want I just want to redirect our karma this week to Phone Boy because he could really use it right now. So um, that's that. We've done that one other time. Uh, and Lauren, you have a bit of an update on this? Yeah, uh, the last time we redirected Bull Karma um, was for Dame Blondie Locks when Sir Three-Legged Dragon of Calder Ridge, Tennessee was murdered by his neighbor. Uh, and I do have an update on that thanks to Sir Euchre, who's at Bowda on No Agenda Social. Yeah, you can um, find him at B-O-W-D-U-H at noagendasocial.com. And... They are going, their court case is starting this week, and their two daughters who watched their dad um, get killed have to take the stand. I'm pretty sure they're like eight and nine years old. So just hold them in your thoughts and send karma their way, because this is obviously not going to be an easy time for them. And yeah, it's just a terrible situation. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, we like to have a lot of fun and keep it light on the show, but when our people are hurting, we want to reach out. And so that's what we did then in September. That's what we want to do now for Phone Boy. Uh, we want to redirect our energy. And Phone Boy just said the Lotus Podcast is fine. So if you go to lotuspodcast.net, you can find uh, the value for value button up at the top. And there's a couple of different ways. So you can, you know, podcast boost them. But you can also just send your cash via PayPal. So there's a couple links there. And uh, we would love it for you guys to give some karma phone boys away because he could really use it right now. Yeah, because this this is a strong community. And yes. it's just so awesome. It's like th- the support here is great. Yeah, I mean, uh, if we don't take care of our own, who are we taking care of, you know? Yeah. That's my thoughts on it. So we love, love you, phone boy. And, you know, karma your way. Stay tough. And, uh, you know. Also, speaking of Lotus Podcast, I know Phoenix's daughter-in-law wasn't feeling good, so... Send in some health karma in her direction. Hope she feels better quick. Absolutely. Um, on a lighter note, a couple of announcements. The first thing is, as we round out the uh, producer segment, it there's another way. It's not all money. It's not all cash. There's other ways that you can support the bull. And the easiest way, of course, is just to listen. You're supporting right now. You just tuned in. You're listening. But pass the bull. Don't bogart that bull, my friend. Pass it on to your friends who might enjoy it and have a good time with it. And... It's an interactive show. We've tried to stress that, and uh, it's, it's kind of uh, a thing that we love about this community, the interactivity. We have a voicemail line that you can call to weigh in on the first time I ever topic, which changes every week this week. This for- week, it's uh, the first time I ever saw a UFO. That's right. And if you want to share your UFO sighting sight story, then all you have to do is... Call 816 that's right and if you're tech or excuse me i always want to say text shy nowadays what the hell is that all about if you're voice shy you can text okay if you don't like using your voice if you're like oh i don't like my voice or uh whatever if you're uh 
adverse to the three-minute limit. If you're a spook and you need to stay super anonymous. All of these things <laughs> could be possible. Uh, you can text us instead or send us pictures. All of that works at 816-607-3663. Uh, and we are super, super excited to announce. We haven't announced this. I mean, uh, we, ha- we I said it in reply late last night, but you probably didn't see it. Thank goodness. Because I'm officially announcing right now. Lorian and I will be traveling to the Valentine's Day meetup in Nashville. That's right. Which is a big roller skating meetup. We're very excited about this. Uh, Adam and Tina are going to go out to this meetup. And Dame Jennifer had posted that she too is going to fly out to this meetup. And so when I saw her post, saw Adam and Tina were going, it was just kind of like the pull was too big. We were just like, you know what? I can't miss that. This is the one that we got to go to. I mean, when we do KC meetups uh, and when we go to other meetups, Everybody talks still about the, did, were you at the Des Moines meetup? Did you go to the Des Moines yeah. meetup that Adam was at, you know? And so it's just like, you know what? It's time. This one's doable. It's eight and a half hours away. So last night we booked a, a whole house to ourselves. And um, it should be a great time. We booked a place that's only six minutes from the roller rink. So what could go wrong? So it's right in there. Nothing. And it's family friendly. They made sure it was at a time when all the kiddos could go and skate around and stuff. So... Get to bring the kids. They get to meet other kids. That's right. And it's um, weird because our uh, four-year-old has been asking for a pair of roller skates this week. Yeah, I don't just know begging. what. Yeah, I don't know what uh, stirred that up. But then, you know, when we were talking about whether or not to go to this meetup, it was just like, yeah, it's perfect. She's going to love that. No doubt. Yeah, the, uh, the meetup I'm super excited about. And the place was non-refundable. So it was like I was hovering over the submit button just trying to game plan in my head like since we were decided like what could derail this what could make this impossible and i just signed a contract for this coding school because they added this completely new position for a virtual coach for some students so uh, i'm gonna go back and take the course but now as a virtual coach like a you know glorified ta essentially yeah grading homework and answering questions and that kind of thing but um, I thought, well, it's a virtual position, so we could go out there Sunday. I could work Monday and Tuesday. We could still do the meetup Tuesday night. We'll do the bowl from out there, or excuse me, the meetup Monday. The, yeah. meet, the meetup's Monday night on Valentine's Day. The bowl on Tuesday while we're still out there. And then Wednesday, I'll just figure something out for the drive back. Like maybe we'll just, t- I'll have to take one day off. Or do half a day or something. You know, and I was like, well, fine, I'll just book it and we'll figure it out. Surely we can figure out one day where, you know, I can get off. Turns out uh, that's the the self-paced week where there's no classes in the track. It just happened to line up that exact same week. So we know it's meant to be and uh, very excited about that. Yeah. You're getting off day after day, not just one day. We'll be uh, promoting it heavily and we encourage you to go if you can figure out a way to get there on Please. valentine's day to nashville come with us it's gonna be lit it's gonna be off the chain yes it's gonna be redonkulous a legendary meetup has appeared can't pass up such a time uh yeah yeah so personally you know once this starts this uh i'm not really a, a cranking out nine to five guy i'm not great at it uh, i've done it many times uh for little spurts so, uh, sadly, it probably means I'll be having to cut back on what I listen to. Um, that week? Just in general. Oh, in for, general. You know, for, uh-huh. for my spring. Whatever. You say I'm that now, out. but... I do say that now, I know right? how you function. And it's a podcast. You can do other stuff while it's playing in the background. The, the good thing is I mostly do live stuff. So, 
all the live stuff is still at times either in the evening or on the weekends. Yeah. No agenda Thursdays might suffer, but mm, but well, might not. Might not. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> see what happens, baby. We'll see what happens. But I am looking forward to that. Yeah, I think we're caught up on all the gossip and wow. we thank people and uh how do you like them apples, man? That's uh that was good. That was great. We're here in the bowl. It's always a great time. Glad to be here. Glad to be a part of this community. Oh, you got any on-chain, off-chain shit to roll into? Oh, boy. Because that's usually well, what comes next. I was just so looking forward to your stories, but yeah. Oh, yeah, I got I can, plenty. I can do that. I but... can uh, give us a little... On-chain, off-chain, cooking, shifting. On-chain, off-chain, cooking, shifting. On-chain, off-chain, go! Streaming has boost the ground to make you really want to build a node. Yeah, don't you want to build a node? Yeah, I Of course did. I've got on-chain, off-chain. That's the whole back of this page, of course. Uh, of course. We're uh, building a couple of rings of fire. We're always trying to do that, right? So last week we right. talked about... Right, right, Roger, Roger. Last week we talked about... We finished off Podcaster Ring of Fire number three. It was a uh, great success as usual. Uh, we've the, all, all three of the first ones were 500,000 sat capacity channels, which... It's rookie numbers, but uh, it's also not cheap at the same time. This is the weird uh, and wild world of channels. So uh, we're now working on a 1 million sat capacity ring of fire, ring of fire number four. And because of recruitment and um, how it takes a little bit to save up and uh, you know put sats over here, I'm also working on ring of fire number five, which will be 2 million. And we had decided last week that, Lorian, you'll participate in the 1 million ring of fire. And yes. I will partic- participate in the two million ring of fire. There's a big node that I've got on board for both of these uh, called Zero Fee. And uh, let's see, I should mention his Twitter handle just to uh, really be cool. Zero Fee Routing at Zero Fee Routing. He's like uh, in the top 100 on Amboss, and he provides free payments for the Lightning Network. So he routes all payments for free. And I saw a tweet from him just being like, hey, you got to open up some channels to me because I route stuff for free, which makes no, uh, nothing but sense. As the name implies. To, uh, you know, be connected, connecting our rings of fire um, with him in there. So he said he would participate in both of them. So that will be cool. cool. And if that, uh, um, if that draws uh, more people to participate in the rings of fire, I'd be happy about that. Uh and also, bowlers are going to have to remind me which ones they wanted to be in or were interested in. So I will I will remind people where we're at right now. With the 1 million sat Ring of Fire podcast, Ring of Fire number four. Right now, I have Lorian, C-Dubs, I have Chris from Connecticut, and then the zero fee notes. That's four participants. We need two more. For the 2 million sat Ring of Fire number five, I have me, I have Harv Hat, and I have the zero fee note that we mentioned earlier. That's three. I need three more for the 2 million. So two more 1 millions, three more 2 millions. Spencer at bullafterbull.com. Or holler at me on IRC. I'm in many of the chat rooms uh, so associated. Okay. Moving right along. Helipad uh, is now updated. Our update script, which we'll put in the show notes. I should say our install script. If you run a Raspy Blitz, like I do, and you want to use Helipad, like I do, and all the cool podcasters out there do, then uh, you can now install version 0.1.6. Thank you, C-Dubs, for all your help uh, fine-tuning that little tweak, uh, the little tweaks that we had to make for environmental variables, but uh, we got a script that just works, which is great. So I will have that link in the show notes. It's an easy shell script that you just do a wget command to put on your Raspy Blitz, and then you call it and tell it to turn on. And it turns on. Boom. And once you turn it on, then you can uh, op- 
navigate to Helipad in any browser on your local network that the uh, node is on, and you can see all your boost. It's fantastic. It's great. Uh, you even get a cute little sound with the PPU. Uh, what could be better? It's unbeatable. So you know you want that. You want to get it. We'll have a link in the show notes. Try to keep it up to date. I also want to thank Cold Acid for lighting the fire under my ass to... Yeah, there's the pew. Fire under my ass to get it updated. Uh, thank you, C-dubs. 4,200 sat boosts. Ah, are thanks, C-dubs. Always appreciated, and they are on, uh, they're on target. They're on, they're on what a topic. Also, Jobs Karma to C-dubs. Yes, Jobs Karma as you try to pull, a, pull an escape plan from Cali. That's always a good move uh, in, in, in these trying times. Um, I'm sure the coiners saw this. Cash App now supports lightning payments. That's awesome. Wow. So, you know, if you have uh, money in your cash app or, you know, if money's coming in that way, you can turn it into sats and stack sats with it or send it as lightning payment to, you know, fund a podcast app, wallet, all that kind of stuff. Anywhere you can send a lightning payment to. I haven't played with it yet. I've just been reading about it. So I'm going to try it out. I'm <laughs> The tank is running a little dry, but this contract starts soon. So we'll be back to business and playing around with stuff. And then... uh yeah, it's just tough. It's tough to keep all your stuff in fiat when uh, the dips get so aggressive, you know? Things things just dry up buying that dip. And then uh, Strike moved into Argentina, so that's cool. Last time Strike moved into a country, it became the country's well, one of their official currencies, so we'll see what happens in Argentina if anything uh, changes there. But Argentina is a place, historically, that's struggled a lot with uh, their own currency, and with uh, fleeing the Argentinian currency into into the U.S. dollar, there's a lot of regulation that makes it illegal to hold more than a certain amount of U.S. dollars, so that makes it more expensive to get U.S. dollars. People pay like twice the exchange rate almost to change their money into U.S. dollars there. Boo. So strike is going to help a lot of people in Argentina uh, break out of fiat traps, really, that screw regular people over because of how banking works and how, you know, centralized governments work and all these control mechanisms work. Um, once we fix the money, we can fix a lot of this other corruption that uh, traps us because of our need to use the money. And a uh, couple more, and then I'm done with the on-chain, off-chains. Uh, one is there's a KC Bitcoin meetup on Thursday that I'm going to. I just found it on meetup.com. Uh, so I signed up and I'm going to go check it out so i should have a full report for you next week sweet on what they got going on over there i haven't really decided what you know i'm just gonna feel it out i don't even know if i'm gonna say oh i run a node or oh, i have a podcast or anything or say anything might right. not i might not say anything who knows but uh you know me that's probably not gonna be the case probably not gonna say nothing you'll feel it out feel it out but i have i have high hopes for it because it is a bitcoin meetup it's like we care about bitcoin there's the description was like, there's a lot of like crypto and NFT groups. We are a Bitcoin group. Cool. So you know what that means. Uh, also, Dave Jones, the bad mamma jamma himself, has finalized the live item tag. All right. And so we will try to have it ready for this show as soon as possible. My next goal is to handwrite our RSS feed uh, or, you know, serve a version of it that's all pod 2.0 compliant, podcasting 2.0 compliant, I should say. Forgive me, Podfather, for I've said. Um, yes, that will be our immediate to-do list goal. It's at the top. Make a custom RSS feed, and I'll put value tag at top level. I want to go back item by item for Old Bulls with Buds episodes and make sure that uh, guests are getting their splits if they're noted, like boobs. Yes. Last Friday, 
Uh, his episode when you boost it should definitely send boobs uh, a chunk. That's right. Um, and I've decided on thirty three percent. Perfect. Uh, actually decided on thirty four, but uh, you oh. know, thirty four percent gives us thirty three, and that's even, and yeah, you know, that gives the guest one more. But you know, extra bump. This like it didn't. It wasn't as sexy. But anyway, you'll be getting a third of the uh, boosts if you're noted and you come on uh, Bowls with Buds. Yeah, that's going to happen as soon as I can get it happening. As soon as I can make it happen, I'm working on it as we speak, in fact. And then chapters. Um, chapters. Uh, podcast images so that we can serve different sized images depending on, you know, situation at hand. So that apps can, you know, get smaller size of images if they want. Uh, saves you resources and saves you data and saves you download time, all kinds of stuff. All right. And uh, people tags also. Because those are so schmexy. When I worked with People Tags on Abel and the Wolf, um, I loved what uh, what they do. I think they're really cool. I mean, it's very simple. It's just a thumbnail picture and, you know, a link and a name and a role. But it's cool. It's cool when that shows up in the app. And, like, everybody who worked on it is, like, credited and there. And, you you know, it's, it's one thing, like, we'll link you in the show notes. And there's, like, a pile of links in the show notes. Yeah. But then, oh, that's their face and their name. And you can just tap it and go to their website. It's so much more awesome. Yeah, that's so, pretty cool. That is... Uh, and then uh, a new website. A new website <laughs> is right under that, redesignbullafterbull.com, so, and there's a lot of... We've got our work cut out for us. It's a lot of, yeah, yeah. Let's focus on... Uh, what I want to focus on is the custom RSS feed and getting that live item uh, tag going. Now, what the live item tag is, um, it includes basically everything that a regular item does it's just another item that you can embed stuff in but what it tells podcast apps and here's another thing i don't know which apps are ready to implement this i assume as per usual probably curiocaster is going to be one of the first to jump right up on it um but that's just that's just my assumption i don't know how fast the other apps will start rolling this out but the idea is to in that live item tag have the link to the stream so you know the the direct icecast link you're going to have um, permalinks to the show. You're going to have um, a, a lot of the things that uh, an item already has. So like an episode GUID, which is just a permalink to the blog post about the show, for instance. Um, and then a split, which is important because if you're listening live, say you're listening to a live Bulls with Buds. Well, if you're boosting, you might not necessarily be boosting the guest that's going on or whatever split we have set up for that particular show. So this is a way to be able to include that uh, live guest into your value split right away, even for the people. And, you know, I'm this guy. So I've been waiting for this for a long time. I'm the guy who mainly listens to stuff live. If it's, if it's a live show, I'm listening to the live. There's a lot of shows that aren't, you know, they don't have that option and especially a lot of the bigger shows. And so they don't really care so much about the live tag. And I think that's why it, uh, kind of got pushed back as far as it did. But, I mean, for us, and I know in the bull chat, a lot of people have been uh, jumping up and down about the live as well for a while. So that's what we want. We want that live tag. And we want people to be able to boost and interact live. And I think it's going to be pretty awesome when we come out the other side of it. Happy to help test it out. And we're excited to implement it. As soon as we figure out how, we're going to do it. We're going to lean into it. And uh, that's all I got. That's all the oh, cocaine. Right. That's all the cocaine. Oh, that's bad i guess yeah, you gotta wait uh, next week get your uh get your on-chain fix when's the last time you got a kmart fix 
You know, it's been an incredibly long amount of time since I've been inside a Kmart. Yeah, a really long time. Like the last five Kmart... Five or six years, at least. I saw was, I think, in Independence, Missouri, but that's since gone, and that was before our four-year-old was born, so yeah, five five years or so. Not many Kmarts around, and this week I found out that Hamilton, Montana has a Kmart, but they are now preparing to close after 33 years in business. Oh, shnikes. Yes. I guess there's only a dozen Kmarts that are open in the United States right now. So their last day of business is March 6th. Their liquidation starts Thursday. So if you live in the area, go get them deals. Get them deals, baby. <laughs> but uh, closing the store was a decision made at the corporate level. Um, and I guess Kmart and Sears filed for bankruptcy in 2002. And so a holding company took control of them. And uh, once upon a time, there were 2,500 Kmarts in our country. Now nah, there's 12. Dang. Soon there will be 11. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were all gone. I mean, all all the ones in this area evaporated a while ago, so. Yeah. So Still many... a few hanging on, man. I have great memories of eating at the uh, Little Caesars inside of the Massachusetts Kmart I yeah. frequented with my great-grandma. Getting some greasy pizza and like a crappy icy And an icy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe like a soft pretzel. All for like, you know, 3 to $5. Nice little snack. Uh, those Slave the... food snack. Those were the days, that's what we... <laughs> We really thought, we were really convinced those were the days, man. I was convinced better days were to come. And uh, uh, I guess I still haven't left, uh, let go of that optimism. Yeah, I think know? they're uh, I think they're on the horizon. Yeah. The future is podcasting. That's right. Now We're, we're bringing those better days, baby. That's right. That's right. And other people bringing better days uh, are the folks in Bali who released 33 endangered green sea turtles after rescuing them from poachers. Yes. Nice. The species is a Chelonia Midas. Oh, Chelonia. 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 <laughs> yeah, we're not going to jump off a cliff, though. No. Uh, but anyways, yeah, they're uh, one of the largest sea turtle species. And I guess poachers and uh, people that traffic them for money, uh, for food and other things to countries like China, not to point them out, and uh, Malaysia and Vietnam... Uh, yeah, they're, the Chelonia Midas is a big uh, target for those folks. But yeah, uh, they were rescued during a Navy operation and released on the Kuta Beach. Shell so. of safety, shell of safety, shell of safety. <laughs> in Indonesia, if you are caught and convicted of international trafficking of the turtles, you can be jailed for up to five years. Oof. Yeah, so... Swim on, little turtles. Yeah, leave them turts alone, man. And you know what they got to do? They got to make babies. That's right. We need more babies. You got to have them. We need babies. It's true because the podfather said so. That's right. We need to keep making babies. Finally, my third top 333 story <gasps> is that in Montebello, California, a man was sentenced to 33 years in prison for providing fentanyl to a woman who fatally overdosed. Whoops. Yes. It's terrible, this story. He gave her a line, didn't tell her it was fentanyl, nah, and she thought what gross. she was ingesting was cocaine. Yeah. Big difference. Two wildly different drugs there, man. Big difference. And, of course, you do a line of fentanyl, and uh, I guess she stopped breathing. So, of Jesus. course, him having uh, drugs in his house, he didn't want to call 911, so he texted a friend, 
very bad decision. To I can text imagine. Yeah, your legal issues now. You know, texted a friend saying she wasn't breathing, didn't want to call nine one one. Took six hours to clean his apartment, then called the cops. Uh, what did he do with all the stuff that he cleaned out? Put it in his vehicle. I thought you were going to say butthole. No, no. (laughs) Another bad idea. Yeah. So, um, you know, when the cops came back around and were like, oh, why was she doing fentanyl here? uh, She did the only line of fentanyl or any other drug that I had. (laughs) Right. Exactly. It's all I had. Yeah. Uh, They came back and they decided to search his vehicle and they found four pounds of heroin, 21 grams of fentanyl, more than three pounds of weed. Um, half a gram of math, I guess. <laughs> uh, drug paraphernalia. Yeah, the very descriptive drug paraphernalia. Uh, there's always one. Uh, of course, a loaded 45 caliber semi-automatic pistol. Jeez. A blue flip phone, which was clearly used to conduct transactions based on uh, what they could find in it. And a notebook with the payment ledger. Oh, and who man. owes money? No. Why do you write this stuff down? You, you don't write it down. Because you're too deep, bro. You're too deep. Clearly. But yeah, you, you get that many people where you can't remember. Too deep. And to dig that hole a little Quit. deeper. Quit doing that. Dude called his significant other Trump. from the jail phone and asked, it just said significant other, so I don't know if it's a man or woman, uh, but asked them to destroy the evidence, more evidence, <laughs> and then... Told them to tell the authorities that the flip phone was just a toy for their kids. This call from Benosha County Jail is being recorded. Hey, can you uh, destroy all the evidence, please, for me, please? Oh, my gosh. I know. Okay, so now that they have kids, I'm going to presume it's a woman, his significant other. But yeah, anyway, uh, that's that's one way to just, you know, cement that sentence. And don't drug rape people. Yeah, we're always anything. be honest about. Yeah. What, Tell them what it is. It doesn't time. even matter if it's drugs. It could be bacon, food, like we talked about yes. last week. Correct. Don't lie to people about what they're ingesting and putting in their body. That's not cool. I had a surprise for you. Oh, a surprise! I had a bonus thirty-three story <gasps> that I saw on PayPal when I logged in. They told me that uh, support for the show this month is up three hundred and thirty-three percent compared to last year. Whoa. Magic number alert. Yeah. So thank you, bowlers. Thank you, bowlers. We love you, bowlers. Wouldn't be here without you. Well, um, I will say the magic number frequently pops up in the hot topics of uh, our nation. And of course, the coof has been a hot topic. <coughs> oh, shit. But this week, there were only uh, two statistical magic number stories with 33 deaths in Oregon. In Nebraska. So, uh, but there was a headline I saw. A third 33 story for the COVID-1984. And uh, coincidentally, it reads that one in 33 Nashville residents has the coof. Huh. One in 33. Yeah. Seems low. Too many people started talking about that Valentine's Day meetup and they were just like, quick, quick, put a story out. We will not be, we will not be deterred. And you said it seems pretty low. That's also what the article said. Um, because, of course, most people who are going to test are now using the at-home rapid tests and not going into their doctor's office or whatever. So they're only going off of the collected testing number, 40% of which come back positive. Hmm. Do they really uh, have the corona? Is it a cold? 
Is it a false positive? We'll never know. We will never know. No. No. But they do want you to know that that's a low estimate of how many people are walking around with the coof. Yeah. Well, yeah, that seems low. Yeah. Now, For uh, <laughs> colds in January? Mm. Yeah, colds in January. Who? Wow. Never. Who'd have thunk? I know. It's, it terrified me when I first heard about colds going around in January, but... People getting sick in the cold months. Ah. Just pound your vitamins, man. Never heard of it before. I'm feeling a lot better pounding vitamins. Yeah, you're doing good pounding the vitamins every day now. That's right. Catching up with me and my vitamin pounding that my midwife had insisted on. Pounding the old in and out, eh? That too. <laughs> Midwives love that. It's good for their business. Vitamin D. <laughs> yeah. Vitamin D, vitamin C, got the zinc added in, calcium, good old CalMag. Yeah, and then I take probiotics, methylfolate, and a bunch of other shit. But anyway, <laughs> speaking of shit, Uh-oh. I saw that the COVID-sniffing dogs were first utilized in Massive Two Shits. I didn't know that. Oh. But they came up this week because now they're being used at schools in Bristol County, Mass. Oh, great. Just walking the old coof-sniffing dogs around. And uh, we talked about them before uh, when the whole notion of dogs able to sniff out the Rona came up. They were trained in Florida at Florida International University's International Forensic Research Institute. And, of course, to humanize the story and make it seem cute and fun and not at all alarming, uh, they talked about the two dogs that are being used in Bristol County, a black lab named Hunta with an A-H instead of an E-R in proper Hunta. Massachusetts fashion. <laughs> oh, Hunta. Hunta, yeah. In a golden lab named Duke, who hopefully will not drop a dookie Duke. in the school while walking around. Duke, 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 you make me puke, puke, puke. You make me hurl, hurl, hurl. You are a girl, girl, girl. The gender of the dog is not confirmed. I don't know that part, but <laughs> he could be a girl. I don't know. I mean, I'm saying he when I hear the name Duke. But anyways. Just throwing out. Yeah, they've been working since July. Playground insults Sniffing here. out the sickness. Just weird. Uh, we had dogs in my school every once in a while, but they weren't sniffing out sick people. That's for sure. They were making bags fly out the window. Anyway. Uh, there's a court hearing scheduled for January 21st for a New York teacher who administered a jab to a student at her house. Mm. So many questions. And her being no, the teacher's house? Yeah. That's shady. Very shady. But also, like, how did she get her hands on the jab? They don't know, and they didn't offer any uh, suggestions on shady. that. Shady. Yeah. And, you know, she's not legally authorized to administer the injection either. Because there's a lot of problems that can come out if you get a shot incorrectly, you know? Yep. Ugh. But she's a biology teacher, so, you know, she probably knows what's best, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> For you your know, kids. if you trust the science, it's probably fine. You know, you're safe. CBS's article mentioned a video of the incident. So the kid or his friend or his or her friends were taking a video. Um, and allegedly in the video, which I didn't find online anywhere to uh, watch, she allegedly says... You'll be fine, I hope. What the fuck? Which is just like right there. Just like, oh, nope, I'm out of here. But um, the student asked her to administer it to, it to him. I think it's a boy. Um, so, you know, but I bet you he can't. did. I bet Not he was an like, adult. Administer it to me, teacher. Oh, those are my words. That's how I wrote my note. But, <laughs> you know, he wanted the jab. His parents didn't want him to get the jab. So he went around his parents' back, asked his teacher to stick it in him. <laughs> 
And here we are. She'll be in court uh, January 21st. Follow that story. Yeah. No agenda scoop me on the kid in a trunk in Houston story. Pretty funny, though. Yeah. Woman yeah. going for the drive through test, and uh, oh, her kid tested positive or whatever, so she's got to check it out. But also, stay the hell away from your own child. Oh, you'd be better off in the trunk. Stay in there. Can't coof on anyone from there. Yes. And finally, here in Kansas City, the city council has approved a new mask mandate for K-12 through students. Because if the city council passes the ordinance, it gets around the whole, you know, well, the, uh, the ban, the statewide yeah. ban. Yeah. Saying that health departments can't instate these uh, mm-hmm. mandates. Yep. It uh, passed 10 to 2. Thank you to the two who said, no, stop the nonsense. But two is not enough. Yeah. The city council's out of control, man. It's been that, that way for a long time. <clears throat> this week, my notes started off with the mayor, Mr. Lucas, proposing that that would be a good idea. And then lo and behold, the city council votes on it like three days later. So you know, that was quick. They don't waste no time on tyranny, that's for sure. Oh. On implementing tyranny, yeah. I should say. Now, it doesn't include kids under five who are at daycare. Um, and allegedly, students who have medical conditions are exempt from this. That, But with the first round, it was not the case. You couldn't say I have a medical exemption. That line has been in every single one that they've passed, but... Stores will put on their sign, no exemptions. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, this is my thing. I don't need an exemption for a rule, law, or regulation I don't recognize. It's fucking yeah. null and void, dog. Exactly. I'm not asking for an exemption. I'm asking you to fuck off. You don't have any authority over me. I'm not yeah. really asking even. No. You can just do it. I'm just glad I'm not in school anymore and our kids are not going to these facilities. So, don't have to worry about it here. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, it started uh, yesterday, and it will continue tentatively until February 3rd, and then probably be extended to keep continuing, because you know how this goes. Right. Well, yeah, because in a magic day sometime, it will expire, this uh, viral flu. Mm -hmm. And this is for everyone in the school, so not just kids, faculty, visitors. If you want to go into a school, you have to mask up like a good slave, and that's just yeah, not an option for me. I feel about going into a school the same way I feel about walking onto a commercial airliner. I could live my whole life and never do that again. Or walking into a hospital at this point. be just fine. Yeah, hospital too. I'll fucking figure it out myself. Be nice, dude. (laughs) Be nice to just... Nice to just say nope to all that. It will be nice to go behind the curtain. Oh, man. I thought you'd never ask. Yeah. Well, I saw our neighbors to the north. Oh, no. In, uh... Quebec. Sorry, we left this place a mess after Boobs was here. No, that's all right. Yeah, I'll get to it. Yeah, just add it to the to-do list under under the uh, website and live tag and all the other stuff. I'm going to take responsibility for it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. That's all right. So Quebec won't let the unvaccinated go into liquor stores or dispensaries. Now, you have to have a vax passport <laughs> to do those things. <laughs> oh, no. Quebec, what the fuck? As soon as that uh, statement came sacrable. out, there was a huge uptick in people getting their first dose. Oh, no. Yeah. It went from an average of 1,500 doses delivered a day to 6,000 No, following that announcement. Imagine now, holding out this long, and then you're like, oh, but the my weed, and you get the shot. Mm, I just can't. I can't figure that out. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but stoners, they... they 
more resourceful than that. Come on. There were, yeah, you were probably a stoner before the dispensaries opened. How so, long you know. have yeah? Come on, man. How long have you found a guy and figured it out? Figure it out. It's as old as dirt. Figure it out. But yeah, um, and also when it comes to the booze, uh, it did say that beer and wine could still be purchased from convenience stores. You just couldn't go to a liquor store. I mean, I just sent a bud in, you know, someone who long ago got the jab and is on that train. Yeah. Just a figure, yeah. Start uh, bootlegging. Harv Hat makes an interesting point, you know. Maybe they're just full of shit. Maybe they're just saying oh. this as a psyop. <laughs> the government just saying something? It's an interesting take. I'm willing I like to that consider take. it. Willing to consider it. Seems optimistic, but also, you know, I mean, what are they doing with the numbers but fucking with them constantly? So. And what are they but numbers? What does it mean? Nothing. They're just fucking numbers that get yeah. thrown out. Yeah. So. And administered. What? I mean, are they pitching 10 or 20 down the drain every day? You know, you don't know. What these, no. Yeah. You don't know what's well, going on. Well, hopefully there will be a uh, the meetup, a no agenda meetup in Quebec sometime soon. You know, That's everyone right. can get their dose of sanity, get their booze on, get their weed smoked, have a good old time. All of the uh, consumption things. Maintain yeah. their sanity. Yes. We're pro sanity. Yes. Here uh, in the bowl. Despite what you may have heard. I know that, uh, you know, sometimes we have study after study here, but this one I thought was worth pointing out. There really is study after study on weed, by the way. That's correct. But Oregon State University published a study today in the Journal of Natural Products showing that hemp has the ability to prevent COVID-19 from entering human cells. Who'd have thunk? Wow. And it's all thanks to a pair of cannabinoids, CBGA and CBDA, which are the precursors to CBD and CBG. Uh, I guess that they bind to the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein and block a critical step in the process that the virus uses to infect people. Like little bouncers for your cells. Yeah. Just eat some, uh, you know, eat some hemp seeds or whatever. Mm. Add hemp to your diet. Add hemp to your vitamin routine. Can't hurt. No, it definitely won't hurt, and it might help. So uh, I guess ne- their next project is looking into a compound that they have discovered in licorice that might protect against the spike protein. All these things on God's good green earth that help us. Isn't it amazing? I love hearing about these things. I love plant medicine of all forms. Yes. It's so cool. So cool. Beats uh, the shit out of pharmaceutical products. Indeed. Now, there has been a monopoly over the weed used for American studies for a long time. More than 50 years, in fact. All the weed that's being used in these research projects has come from the University of Mississippi. But that is finally coming to an end. Oh, really? Yes. What? We discussed it back in May. But the DEA gave uh, approval to some other companies to start growing. Nice, yeah. For federal research. We weren't sure if that would go through or not. It did, and two companies have confirmed that they are growing and already harvesting for studies. Wow. On top of all that, though, um, there was language slid into the massive infrastructure bill that the Dusty Man signed, which allows researchers to purchase weed from dispensaries to look at. Even researchers in states that don't have legal weed, they can go over state borders to buy weed from dispensaries for their research. Interesting. I like that. That's kind of a wild one, but... But they what, slid it in there. You know what else it and is. so it's on the book. It's a step in the right direction after all. 
After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. Just another brick in the clown wall. Yeah, honk honk. Now, when a big company gets in trouble, what do they do? They settle because they have a bunch of money. Yeah. And that's what Curaleaf is doing. And admit no wrongdoing. Yeah, Curaleaf, one lawsuit at a time, is settling over the mix-up when THC was put into a CBD vial, these THC drops uh, that you take orally. Curaleaf has settled 10 of the 13 lawsuits. Um, Only one has been publicly discussed, though, um, which was a 45-year-old man. He received a $50,000 settlement after he ended up in the emergency room, um, high off his ass on THC drops, thinking it was CBD. Mm. And now he will be serving as a witness in the three other cases moving forward, which will likely take place in the summer and fall. So you hurry up and wait, you know. Uh, But one attorney was representing all these cases. It's kind of crazy. I was looking at these drops and... um, it's a thousand milligrams of THC, so a, the standard dropper dose recommended for the CBD that people would have been taking starts off with a thirty milligram THC hit. You oh know? no! With people who think they're taking CBD, uh, yeah, that's. I mean, the gummies of these D8s, they were twenty five. Yeah. It's a heavy hit. Yeah, we were zonked <laughs> for sure, and uh, a standard serving suggestion for edibles is five milligrams right yeah five to ten is kind of your threshold dose area and so these people who may have never taken you know the straight thc before getting a 30 milligram hit yeah that's a that's a ride big oof um there was one family that filed jointly a woman her aunt her mother and her grandfather and she reports feeling messed up while driving so she had to just go home went to sleep woke up still disoriented and felt paralyzed uh, and started panicking, thinking she was going to die, which, of course, is a common trope of people who have eaten too big of a dose with edibles. Yep. Um, Stuck to a chair physically like you can't get up or I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Yeah, you start having, like, the panic attacks and making your your bargaining. Or the cops are going to know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a big one, too. Um, But her grandpa called her because they had all, you know, taken their CBD the same day. And he thought he was having a stroke. He couldn't get a full sentence out. So, of course, they rushed him to a hospital, and he spent several days there. The doctors actually operated on him to remove what they thought might be an infected hematoma in his leg causing these problems. And then when they started the procedure, they realized that nothing was wrong with it. It wasn't infected. And so he went through an unnecessary surgery. Oh, God. Just because he was high. Yeah, so I don't believe they have settled. Uh, they're probably one of the three cases that we will hear about in the future. And of course, I'll stay on this as it moves forward, slowly but surely. And you know what else moves slowly but surely? FDA approvals for oh, pharmaceutical nonsense. It. Yep. Uh, or all all things. <laughs> but this in this case, we're talking about Ananda Scientific, a biotech pharma company, which has announced that it's been approved by the FDA for another clinical trial to evaluate its product, Nanthea ATL-5, an investigational drug that's uh, using CBD as a treatment for opioid addiction. Of course, you know, Big Pharma, they see something nice out there. They see CBD. 
harmless a harmless substance and they're like you know we gotta get our grubby hands on that we gotta make money off of that we need to make a pill yeah of course you want to isolate it you want to break it down you want to switch molecules around and get a patent now i'm pretty sure the process is that they have to go through four phases of clinical trials and then they can apply for the drug to hit the market and as far as i could tell this is their third phase of the study could be wrong, but... Um, getting close then. Yeah, they're getting close, and we'll hear about it. They can almost taste that <laughs> A CBD tasty, pill. tasty bunny. Yeah, I like money, though. And with stories like the Curaleaf thing coming out, you know, people, not all people, but some people will feel safer buying a product that has that FDA approval on it. <laughs> Unlike so wild, isn't it? the CBD products you go to the gas station and buy. Um, yeah, they'll feel better about that and they'll think, oh, well, this certainly won't be mislabeled THC. I got nothing to worry about if Big Pharma put it out. It's all dosed exactly the same and put together by robots. I don't know. (laughs) It's just, I think it's gross when Big Pharma takes natural substances and patents it and puts it in a pill, packages it up. It's a nasty scheme. It's a nasty scheme for sure. For sure. This week, the Director of National Intelligence, Avril Haines, came out with a memo to clarify that previous recreational weed usage will not bar someone from a career in national security. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. You can still be a spook, baby. You can definitely be a spook. Uh, Before, previously, in the past, you had to abstain from using weed for a year to two years before you could even apply. Now you can go ahead and apply and then just abstain once you get the job. I mean, uh, that must have been hell on recruiting because you've got to be stoned to try and fucking go work for them. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, there was a warning in the memo, though, about, you know, just be careful using CBD products because they're unregulated and you might still end up getting some THC in there and popping positive. So, Oh, my God. The scare is on for the CBD, um, but... Of course, if you uh, really did apply for one of these jobs, just know that part of the agreement is that you will narc on your coworkers if you suspect them of using drugs. And that's a fucking lame thing to (laughs) have to do. What a bunch of bullshit. Who would sign their name to that? Well, all right, all right. It's all right if you smoke. You can apply. But you see anybody else smoking? Or if you snitch! If you ever smoke again while you're working here, you're just done. Thanks, but no thanks. And of course, you know, weed is like the only thing they test for. And most other things are out of your system in 24 to 48 hours, but not THC. Not that pesky, pesky weed, man. Mm-hmm. So one of the plaintiffs in the Illinois super case uh, over applications and how they were scored for craft grower licenses, one of these cannabis companies has made a motion that the state go ahead and award the 40 licenses uh, that won the lottery. You know, just go ahead and do it. Hmm. Um, Because where it stands right now, this case is preventing the state from naming those winners right. until the litigation is decided. It's like the fat holdup yeah. that we talked about. They just keep blaming the case and pointing to it and kicking the can down the road. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. It's like there were 60 licenses Illinois was supposed to announce on December 21st, 2021. And uh, they got, you know, they're just kicked down the road. Just everything on pause. The whole operation for legal weed. 
Um, there's a hearing set for March 10th, but who knows if that'll uh, happen or whatever. Uh, it's a very poorly thought-out process. If you one guy contests it and holds up the entire system being implemented, it's pretty stupid. Yeah, it really is. I guess the attorney general asked the judge to allow the state to announce the winners, but the judge denied his request in the past. So, I, I mean, I'll be optimistic. I'll be optimistic and just hope that the judge passes this motion and uh, names the winners because these companies are losing money every day that they're waiting. Yep. Um, the company that filed the motion... Uh, mentioned that they have put forward $75,000 in earnest money into a building they're interested in using if they get a license. Right. They're just throwing money away. Well, then you got employees that maybe you've hired, but you're not, you don't, they don't have a first day of work. You're not so going to keep them. they're just walking around waiting, you know? No, they're going to go find another job. You don't have employees if you've been kicking this can down the road this A lot long. of them are going to have to eventually, yeah. Investor funding might uh, drop off, you know. Just a might big lose that wrench in the system, no doubt. Yeah. So, uh, yep. These forty licenses uh, were delayed for. Oh no, the first forty licenses in the state were delayed for a whole year over lawsuits back then, and uh, they were also only going to veteran-led companies. So, hmm. I don't know. The whole social equity thing, kind of a mess, especially in Illinois. Now in Iowa, I hadn't heard of this. But there is the Iowaska, and that's I-O-W-A-S-C-A, the Iowaska Church of Healing on 27th Street in Des Moines. Clever. Well, they're trying to obtain religious exemption, as you would if you're a church. Um, they're trying to obtain it from the Controlled Substances Act, as well as the tax-exempt status from the IRS. And Senator Chuck Grassley has been helping them in their search for these things. Interesting. In 2006, there was a Supreme Court ruling that recognized the use of ayahuasca in a religious ceremony for a different church under the First Amendment, of course. Um, but the IRS and the DEA just keep denying their applications or not getting back to them. So they had sent in an appeal, um, which only got heard because Grassley's office stepped in to say, hey, what's the holdup? Why isn't the government getting back to you guys on this? Um, and that was ultimately rejected in June 2021. Now, Grassley has always been pretty anti-drug of all sorts. Mm -hmm. But according to a statement from his communication director, he believes citizens have every right to petition their government and the government ought to be responsive. Which is a good stance. It's an interesting. I mean, yeah, he's not wrong about that. That's interesting. That's interesting that he would muscle in on this one. Seems like a uh, odd choice, but yeah. But should be protected More under the First Amendment, yeah. according to precedent set by the Supreme Court. That is like the classic, <laughs> it's just the best uh, boomer Republican argument. The government isn't calling these citizens back. It's an outrage. <laughs> yeah. It is, though. It's gross how this government functions. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> I mean, just to ignore um, the redress of grievances. It's, it's not how it's supposed to work. It's definitely not. So. No. Now, Montana has been kicking some ass with their rollout of legalization, but their expungement court hasn't been set up. Uh, there was funding put toward that in Initiative 190, um, but I guess because of the low number of filings, they just haven't seen a need for it. Hmm. Uh, cases are working their way through the traditional court system. There was only like 150, um, and they've all gone through without a problem. 
the law says that judges must presume the case qualifies unless a prosecutor can raise a legitimate legitimate issue against it. And uh, so far, that's only been a handful of cases that haven't gone through. And it's because, well, most of them dealt with growing, which of course isn't fully legal. Right. So uh, I guess the Supreme Court of Montana is working on a form, though, so that people can process their expungements without an attorney. And they estimate it'll be done by the end of the year. No. That's a nice lax deadline for them. I'm I'm sure they can create a form by the end of this new year. It's like when the cable guy says he's going to be there between noon and 8 p.m. I'm curious where this funding is going to go. Only extreme. Yeah, where is the funding going to go? All this money allocated to create a new little court, and uh, they're not going to do it. Hmm. Yeah. No answers as to where the funds will go. Not into dirty fingers, I'm sure. The New Hampshire House of Representatives approved a possession and personal cultivation bill. I thought this was interesting. It passed 241 to 113 a day after the chamber rejected a separate, broader proposal, which would have regulated commercial production and sales. This measure just allows adults to uh, possess and grow weed. You can't go buy it in a store or anything, though. Hmm. You know what? That's way simpler, though. It's cute. I would rather have a law where you can grow it, but you can't buy it, than a law where you can buy it, but you can't grow it. Oh, I agree with that. However, there still is a cap on how many plants you can grow, and that always bugs me. Their uh, number so far is six total plants, only three of which can be uh, mature. So That's so silly. Now, I guess there you was... should be able to grow as many plants as you can keep alive. It's a plant. I know. It's a plant. So, like, you're already limited by factors. God, these people act like it's a, some kind of a fucking fireworks display tent or something, like, dangerous. These people are sick. You know, that's the problem, <laughs> though. I think a lot of them really do think this plant is dangerous. These people are sick. It's like, there's no, there's no scenario where you have one pot plant or you have 1,000 pot plants. And somehow, like, there's a difference in, like, risk going on. The only one would be, you know, it's illegal. So it's highly inflated, you know, it has a it has artificially inflated dollar value, street value. But it shouldn't be that way. Right. It's just some weed. You it's can, a weed. It will pop up anywhere. <laughs> it's a weed. Yeah. It's not supposed to be fucking $40 a gram. Seriously. In a display case. That's ludicrous. <sighs> but here we are. And last, or in 2020, two years ago now, a nearly identical version of this bill uh, passed the House, but died in the Senate. So we'll see how it goes this time around. Now hopping over to New York. New York. The governor, Kathy Oakle, announced a $200 million public-private fund to support social equity applicants in the state of the state. Oh, boy. Yeah, so... uh. I guess the funding is supposed to come from licensing fees, some tax revenue, and of course, private investment. Her goal is that 50% of all the licenses awarded are going to equity applicants, which, in the state of the state's words, include individuals from impacted communities, minority and women-owned businesses, also known as MWBs, M-W-B-E's. Okay. MWBs. Distressed farmers... Justice-involved individuals and service-disabled <laughs> oh veterans. 
Yeah, justice involved individuals. I like that one. That's pretty wide open, uh, broad, vague. Yeah, those who have come into people. contact with. I mean, like, come on. I mean, law enforcement, justice activists, individuals, American citizens who vote. Is that justice involvement? I don't know. It's a very. Uh, I haven't heard this term before. I haven't seen it in the social equity. If you're a stenographer, processes. are you justice involved, man? Right. Like, yeah. See, I've got some. I. It just brings to mind some questions. You know, she wants fifty percent to be equity applicants. This is all well and good, like, but out of your application pool, are fifty percent of the applicants equity applicants? You know, I mean, do you have that many to pull, or are you going to cut out non-equity applicants? just because of this 50% equity applicant's goal, just because of an arbitrary goal. Likewise, what percentage of the uh, equity applicants are otherwise qualified in their application versus the non-equity, you know? These are all things to consider and ask, but like I've said many times, there's no reason not to just open up your system, have requirements for the license, and give licenses to the applicants that meet. The requirements. Thank you. That's Simple how I as. think it should run. Simple as. What? Oh, you've these. this is what you need for a license. It's do mostly you, money. Do you have all of that? It's mostly money. Do you have all of that? It's how we license realtors. It's how we license uh, hair salon people for, who have to have a license. Yeah, or this look at the driver's licenses. Scam is just a, it's one of the grossest shit the government does. You go to license the, occupations. You go to the DMV and you hear the people reading the letters before you off of the can you read these letters quiz and they're totally different letters than yours except not really you're just like holy shit that person could not read those letters and they still got their paper stamped at the end of the day because they handed them the 25 or 50 dollars or whatever you mm-hmm. know it's like oh they got one letter right they're fine they'll be able to see the stop signs for sure <sighs> simps for the state are always like well those those have to be licensed because uh this person got really bad service you know and it's like, you can find horror stories still, even with a licensure system. It's yep. not like those go away. No, I know. Regulation. Too much. Too much regulation. No, it's just a scam. For, it's another way for them to leech off of different revenue flows. They just look at all the revenue flows, and the state thinks that it's owed some percentage because it sees a lot of money flowing through one place. It's disgusting. It's parasitic. It sure is. It's not sustainable. Also in the New York state of the state, uh, it was mentioned that the state will be creating an incubator, a business incubator, to further support social equity applicants. So, of course, that's more money going to certain people. Yeah, I just make it for everybody, man. Everybody pays for it. That's the problem with the taxpayer. Everybody pays for it. So you got to make it for everybody. I don't understand what's so hard to figure out about that. Like, I don't know how it's not some kind of a violation of equal protection, you know, every time they pull this. Well, it should be. I don't know. What do I know? I mean, the thing about people with a record, too, is they should most certainly be expunged and protected, and they should not be denied simply because of that. But we don't even have to be, like, doing this extra two-plus Harrison Burgess-type dystopian future about it, you know? Just equal protection. Everybody pays for this, so, you know, if you need assistance, here's here's what everybody paid for. So everybody has access to it. And this plain favorites crap. That's all. That's all. Well, there's a a few stories coming out of New York this week that I thought were interesting. The next one is that 2,500 New York State prison disciplinary records were expunged after uh, they found out that the drug tests at the facilities were faulty. Woo! 
Oh yeah. my goodness, that's so irritating though. 1,600 inmates were sent to solitary confinement or had their parole release date delayed or were not allowed to have family visits because of false positives from these drug tests that they were using. Simply unacceptable. So, uh, they named the contractor and stated that they have since been dropped, but you can't give people their time back. Right. You yeah, know? that's just that's why it's unacceptable. You yeah. Know? You've taken a person's time or privilege or, you know. Like they're saying, they won't let you see your family. Even if you piss dirty for real, like that's atrocious. That's atrocious behavior. Yeah. Well, what do you think about this behavior? New York City is installing 10 vending machines with free syringes and naloxone. Oh, God, no, really? Mm-hmm. That's kind of Really, icky. really. It also will dispense free menstrual supplies, safer sex kits, which I don't know what those are, uh, sharps containers, pregnancy tests, and water. Wow. You could use a water, I guess. I'm trying to think of Yeah, like, else. I'm down for free water. This should be free. It's... They used to have those uh, free condom machines in college, you know? It was like you'd turn the knob, but the quarter thing was just always permanently open, you know? You just get the female condoms. Those things are crazy. Every time they just fill them back up, we'd go raid it. Female condoms? Yeah, you haven't seen a female condom? I don't think. I don't think so. Oh. No. <laughs> I've seen one of those, like, what do they call it? Dental dams or whatever, like the oral sex condoms. Those are goofy. Yeah. They a had some of those, condom. too, actually. Yeah, a female condom is like... Uh, like a big uh, condom, bigger. <laughs> Looks like a funnel, and it's got like a, it's got like a rubber ring that's smaller on this side of the condom. You know where the tip on a condom would be. Uh huh. The head of the condom, let's say. And then on the other side, where it opens up, it has a bigger rubber ring. So that kind of smaller ring goes down in you, and then the bigger ring kind of covers the whole labia and everything. So it's kind of oh, like wow. it doubles as a dental dam almost down there. Huh. The whole thing is covered. Mm-hmm. That's uh pointless. I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess it'll do its job. It is a condom. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. It's, <laughs> there will be drawbacks, promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just used to the regular standard, uh, the male condoms. I, yeah, <laughs> it must be fucking nice, right? Well, you know, every once in a while, the ladies should wear the condom. What? <laughs> if you're going to do condom life, then at least take a turn every once in a while. I'm not saying most of the time or whatever, but you know. Cold acid in the bowl chat thinks it might be for people who have pube fleas. <laughs> and that makes sense <laughs> to no, me. I can no, see that, no. yeah. yeah. I can't believe I've never been educated on the female condoms. There's just so many ways not to get pregnant these days. Yeah. Well, just give your fella a chance with a female condom every once in a while. <laughs> you may not enjoy it as much, but he will. What about the pull-out method? That's the best enjoyment for everyone. That's a nice one. But you got to have... Uh, you got to be confidently controlling of the muscles, you know? Yeah. You Unless you like a... living in the danger zone. <laughs> danger zone is a hell of a place to live. I right? mean, we need babies. That's right. Yeah. Who needs a condom when uh, we need babies? Yeah. We need babies. There it is. We also need more recreational weed. And I'm happy to announce that Oklahoma activists have filed their recreational weed measure. So uh, hopefully Oklahoma will be able to just buy the good herb you know post-election i did notice that this measure is backed by the new approach pack mm. so uh it should go far they have backed pretty much all the recreational measures that have passed yes so yeah. they're, they're effective they're a force for sure they do this uh this one in particular allows for home grow up to 12 plants uh but stipulates there will be a 15 percent excise tax mm. 
Mm, indeed. I'll go into veterans. I didn't say that for this one. Yeah. That was Missouri. There's always something like that, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. Could be going into a social equity fund. School buses. <laughs> Going to fix my roads. Uh, fix my roads. Surely something angelic. Also this week, Ground Game Texas turned in more than 33,000 signatures for a ballot initiative to decriminalize pot in Austin. All right, way to go, guys. Yep, that's uh, about 10,000 more signatures than they needed cool. to qualify for their May 7th election. And the city clerk says that the uh, initial internal review suggests the petition is sufficient. Cool. So Ground Game Texas is also uh, running in a few other places in Texas, trying to collect signatures and decriminalize there as well. Nice. Fighting the good fight. Well, congratulations, fellas. Woo! Woo! In Utah, police cadets will no longer have to wait to apply if they have smoked weed in the recent past. <laughs> past... <laughs> There you go. Unless, of course, they want to carry a gun. Oh, come on. I know. It's stupid. Um, you got to wait to apply if there's, you want to be a gun-carrying officer. Always that, there's always that but, isn't there? Yeah, always, it's yeah. It's like, all right, all right, all right. We fixed the law. But, yeah. except for when. But not really. Unless, come on, just end it already. Wouldn't it be nice? What are you so afraid of? Just end it already. Yeah. But anyways, if you're applying for that job, once you get in, you can't smoke weed anyways. It's forbidden. So, uh, you know, under the contract. So, not really a... Being a Utah police cadet, uh, it's probably not high up on the career wish list of stoners in Utah. No. Finally, there was a Senate bill introduced this week in Virginia to eliminate social equity funding that was written into their recreational law. The bill simply says... That the line calling for 30% of revenue to be funneled into cannabis equity investment funds will be deleted. Okay, that seems good. Yeah, people are outraged, though, of course. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see how this uh, bill goes, if it stays alive or if it dies. People are outraged, and man, yeah. Virginia's recreational market isn't even set to launch until 2024, so they've got time to iron it all out. What else is new? What else is new? People are outraged. Yes. Every time. I'll only be outraged if we don't have a metal moment tonight. Well, then you don't have to worry about any outrage, oh, do you? Because we got a metal moment uh, freshly have... baked, man. Ooh, freshly baked freshly metal baked from, moment. Freshly baked from the Rev Cyber Trucker himself. Here it comes. In the bowl and in the morning, this here is Reverend Cyber Trucker and Kenny with this week's metal moment. Sonic the Hedgehog is probably one of the best video game platformers out there. A side-scrolling, super-fast adventure that kind of kept you engrossed and glued to your television. Now along with that game came a truly amazing musical score. Well, YouTubers Toxic Eternity and Adam King decided that the soundtrack needed a little bit of a metal makeover. So here is the theme from Green Hill Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. That was that was a good one, man. That was a good one. Brought the levels and everything. I love this. Kicking off the new year with video game metal covers. Kenny had the great poke sound in there. That was masterfully done. Boy, boy. That's one of my favorite cartoon sound effects. I need that on the boat, on the uh, board. Added to the board. Cartoon poke. Also, the running bongo feet. Oh, you yeah. have that one? I'm pretty sure I have a good old cartoon scramble in here somewhere. The old cartoon scramble. Oh, no, you meant this thing. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. Oh, man, that was an epic cover, though. Thank you, Rev. Yeah, thanks, Rev. And another way to contribute value to this show is to go find the Rev on the socials and participate in his poll. That's right. At RevCyberTrucker at NoAgendaSocial.com, we'll have a new poll with a new video game medal up imminently. So always check him out and follow him for the polls and... uh for the metal that comes into the bowls. We appreciate you, Reverend. Yeah, we love you, Rev. We also appreciate all the bowlers out there that give us a ring and chime in on our first time ever topic. This week it happens to be the first time I ever saw a UFO. And if you want to share your story with us, you can always call 816-607-3663, like this caller did. Yeah, I kind of wish I had seen a UFO. I wish one was here right now to take me away from all of the stuff that uh, yeah, that I'm having to deal with because, uh, yeah, I'm going through a pretty messy divorce. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, my whole life got turned upside down the end of last week. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just like, putting it out there into the bowl. Like, uh, I could use whatever karma you guys uh, can spare. Yeah. Um, things are just kind of upside down for me right now. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 you know, you know, it's like the old song. Uh, you know, everything can, uh, it's not an old song, but it's a newer song by the Eagles. Anything could change in a New York minute. But, yeah, it all went it all went crazy at the end of last week, and I'm still trying to get my uh, still trying to get my bearings. Uh, you know, really, that's honestly. But uh, yeah, I know I've uh, you know yeah I said a couple things on Naz about it. I'll put it out to the bowlers. Just yeah, whatever kind of karma you guys got, um, I could I could certainly use it. Um, I've been pretty blessed so far. I've got some great people in my life that are helping me through this uh, very difficult time. Uh, you know, effectively reestablishing my own finances and situation, and it's. Uh, uh, didn't go as planned, but uh, this is the way it's going to go. So uh, I have trust that the universe will uh, will provide and take care of me. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just been a very stressful time. So um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Until I can figure out a, a more permanent place, I don't know that we'll be doing the Lotus podcast anytime soon. But hmm. we'll see, or at least yeah, that we that's this is kind of where we're at. But uh, yeah. Uh, so in the bowl and such, uh, and smoke a big one for me because I could certainly use it. In the bowl, phone boy. In yeah, the bowl. We had mentioned at the top of the show that we're uh, directing Carmen to phone boy for this show. And this is what we mean, and this is what value for value is, and this is what a community is. like. We're not saying jump online and send him money right away, unless that's your thing and you're able to do that. That There's so many things, though, like phone boy is in need of some smart legal guys to help him defend himself in this and at least get out in an equal manner, not get strong-armed. Uh, qualified you know legal advice phone boy could use a couch on which to surf maybe a day or two uh lunch at a wendy's you know there's all this kind of karma that can go out so um you can get creative it's not always just like send your cash send your cash blankets and water are also very appreciated and part of the karma you know it's like what do you have that's true to give his value not you know and some people have certain excesses and expertises you know and phone boy needs help in a lot of different areas so we put it out there for you. Bat signal for phone boy. We love you, man. Love you, phone boy. And we love this next caller. You know it. I mean, the birds count. Uh, 
I mean, I can't identify the kind of the kind of camera that's flying around. But I mean, I know it's a camera. That's kind of unidentified. Yeah. But unfortunately, I do not have a story, and I know it was capital Y O U on 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 the the, the Mastodon. <laughs> I do not have a story of a UFO. I do know though that my my uncle. And my grandma, they were driving around this years and years ago because my grandma had been dead for more than eight years and years and years. But uh, they were out driving somewhere, and I guess they pulled over, and they saw like a Naroka razor kind of thing, like three-circle dealio, like those electric razor deals. Like Anyway, they saw something that looked like the head of uh, those razors. Like electric chair, yeah. The sky, and I'd have to ask them again the movements that made, but they said it was definitely, you know, like not a plane or anything like that. Um, and they saw that kind of flying around in the sky. And uh, anyway, my uncle knew, like, there was a base around there, so he didn't, like, really think anything of it. He was just like, oh, yeah, of course, you know, so get tested. So anyway, that's that's the closest I have to me seeing one, so a.k.a. I'm not, but there's that. So <laughs> all right. I'm curious what other people are going to say. Me too. All right, battles. I'll be out. Stay dangerous. Fuck y'all. Bye now. Much love. You know, we keep it dangerous. Um, yeah, this is interesting. No, vicarious stories count, too, in the bowl. Especially good ones like that. I saw, like, a like mm. a triple disker. Like your electric shaver, you know? What it looked like. That's an interesting shape kind of craft thing going on. Always interesting, just like this next caller. Hey! hey. Uh, hey. My contribution to the bowl, um, I gotta say, it's 33 fucking degrees outside. Uh-oh! And... That, uh, Georgia Bulldog, uh, inbred, uh, <laughs> idiot Athens school, the Georgia State Bulldog, whatever, not Georgia Tech. Anyway, so those ugly-ass Bulldogs, um, won against their rival, Alabama. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is what I don't give a goddamn about sport ball whatsoever, <laughs> but, uh... Oh, sorry, don't mean to be offensive, but, yeah, it, it's just a pitiful waste of time, in my opinion. I mean, <laughs> if you enjoy it, cool, enjoy it. Yeah. I like seeing happy, excited, excitable people. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so they won, like, 33 to whatever the other score was. So, there's something for the 33 contribution, and I just totally fucking forgot to make my email submittal. But like I said, 33 degrees outside and 33, uh, 33 points, whatever. Yeah. So that was on the mind. I had to call in and contribute. Uh, adios. I'm going to go listen to that DH unplugged rerun or not unplugged. Yeah. Plugged in. Replugged. Uh, back episode while they're on vacay, which is another thing I hate. Ah, vacation. Ugh. That's worse than veggies. I'd rather <laughs> say veggies than vacay. I mean, vacate this phone call. <laughs> Adios. 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 Dr. Yeah. Sir. Magic number sighting. Got it in. Always good to hear from you. Yeah. Voicemail totally works. That's right. That's right. Voicemail is a valid uh, entryway, as this next caller well knows. In the bowl, beautiful bowlers. In the bowl. Laren. In the bowl, Laren. Uh, tonight's topic was the uh, first time I saw a UFO, if I remember correctly. Well, That's right. coincidentally, the other day I went to the grocery store and saw several. Um, 
Uh, I've gotten in a habit of not trying to shop aisles. So I'm trying to shop around the outside. And I go in there and I was like, man, I'm really in the mood for some like tangerines or something like that. So I go over to the, the bins where they got like all the fruits and veggies and stuff. And on top of this one pile, it was the most ugly fucking orange. Oh. Like, it was just the strangest thing I've ever seen. It was, kind of looked like it had like two or three oranges just fucking mutating off one. It was like some weird cell culture shit. Oh. So I didn't buy that ugly fucking orange. <laughs> no thanks. Um, I picked out what I needed, went on a little bit, and uh, they had some uh, 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 some really nice little floral arrangements and stuff set up uh, not too far away. I saw this really, really beautiful, upright, flowering orchid. Uh, I mean, thing had to be like at least two feet tall, just these really deep velvety blue colors at the bottom, fading through a white with like some purple tips on it. Just this fucking amazing upright flowering orchid. Um, didn't buy it. Didn't need it. I thought it was cool looking. So, um, on the way out, after uh, grabbing a couple things I needed, I was like, oh, damn it. I need some more stuff to cook with, like when I'm sauteing shit. So, I go down the, uh, on the aisle, and it just happened to be all of the, uh, real foo-foo, organic, uh, you know, never been touched other than by the angels kind of stuff. And saw this fucking uppity fake olive oil. You know, what the hell? Uppity fake olive oil? You know, it had this like, oh, we're from Italy, quadruple virgin, never seen air kind of stuff. Cold like, pressed. Way, way too expensive for, for that. So I was like, fuck that. Um, yeah, so I saw a couple there. Uh, the other times I've seen UFOs. Uh, oh, yeah, a handful of years back was uh, uh, driving in the countryside of uh, Arkansas. And found this really unhinged, flaccid ox out in the middle of a field, just running around, like, you know, hitting trees sideways and stuff, but almost dragging the dick in the dirt. I mean, just this crazy, unhinged, flaccid ox. <laughs> what else? Another time, the UFO. Uh, ooh, great time in Paris. Ooh, great time in Paris. Three minute limit. You hit the wall. Damn, I gotta start watching the clock when yeah. I do this. No worries, man. Um, just all this thought of UFOs just got me rolling. It got my tongue just all these times yeah. I remember stuff. Um, this one time in Paris, me and ex girlfriend, we were like, uh, early 20s, and we went up to the part of Paris known as Chapel on the Hill, had this really nice dinner, we're all dressed up. Uh, you know, a little love in the air, Paris started feeling frisky. Uh, as we were, uh, about to make our way off this area of, uh, uh, Paris, found a nice dark alley and had the most uplifting fellatio orgasm. Woo! Oh my god. She never did that kind of stuff in the past. Whatever Paris got us in the mood this night. This nice. Was, it was just that, like, staring at your brain, feeling like a million bucks afterwards. Yeah. So, very, very grateful experience on that one. That was pretty cool. Nice. <laughs> um, wait, what I think about it? Probably aren't the UFOs you're asking about. <laughs> you want to know about the uh, unicorn fuzzy ostrich? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my bad. You guys are trying to go for the unidentified flying octopuses. <laughs> I ain't never seen one of those, man. Flying octopus. Every time I see it, I could identify it. So 
spontaneous <laughs> flying octopus. It kind of stands have out. An unidentified flying octopus. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's just so crazy. It, it, it's got eight little arms spinning around. Hello. Unmistakable. You have to look up at it. Yep. The flying octopus. Identifiable. Well, anyway, happy Tuesday. In the bowl, everybody. Y'all take care. Peace. 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 Nice. I like how you brought it all around. That was fucking awesome. Epic. Yeah, no, you you're, you make a solid point, too. An octopus has just been identified, so it can't be on. Once you identify it, it's identified, right? Simple as. Simple as. Simple as this next caller. Man, we got some interest in the UFOs, I'm telling you what. Oh! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on. Let me pause things. Sorry about that live, guys. I'll cut it out of the real thing, but... Yeah, I had Laren hot, and then this next caller. She's got a heat of her own. I don't need a booster. The first time I ever... Saw a UFO. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can't seem to think of... Wait, what's that in the sky? Oh. Oh, my God, it's a bright light, and it's coming toward me. No, I don't want to go through the ship. No! <laughs> I'm going to yeah, come. So I've never seen a UFO, but uh, oh. I'm sure there's more intelligent life out there than what's on this fucking planet. Let me <laughs> tell you, I've seen the lowest of the low. Oh, man. In the bowl, y'all. It's Phoenix. In the bowl, Phoenix. And uh, lots of karma... To my partner, Phone Boy, for the crazy shit he's going through. Uh, love and light and just karma, karma, karma. Chameleon. <sighs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I wish him all the best because, yeah, bitches be tripping. Phoenix out. Bitches be tripping, indeed. In the bowl, Phoenix. Yes, in the bowl. And uh, thank you. Thank you for your courage. Encouraging words. I like how she got up into the ship and then they just, like, gave her the message. You're just like, ah, you've never been in a U- you've never seen a yeah. UFO, you've <laughs> never been in a flying That's unidentified an object. Excellent observation. She, it was so convincing that I. It's quick, just like Men in Black, you know, just click. Yeah, zoom, they just break gone. it. Yeah, break the scene. With <laughs> I was kidding. Did you see me, kid? Oh, I just was kidding. This next call is always kidding around. Uh, first time I ever saw a UFO. Uh, I remember. We were up north at my buddy's place. We were in his 89Z28, which, uh, I don't know, that probably had about the power of, uh, I don't know, probably like a four-fucking-cylinder right now. Um, it's not a very powerful car, and we were up at his cabin, and there was, uh, like, dirt road through the woods that there was uh, a gas field on. And they weren't, like, really wide dirt roads, but they were well-maintained, uh, well enough you could take that car on them. Because uh, it was pretty – there's some nasty dirt roads, I remember, up there back there in the day. But these, because it was a gas company that maintained them, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it's trespassing to go on them. But um, <laughs> oh well. they actually led all over the place because you could get <clears throat> from one main road to another on them and, like, avoid the beat-up roads, so we would always take those. But – um. Yeah, one night we went out riding on them, and we had seen an area where it was kind of, uh, you could pull off and not be kind of seen if anybody was coming through there and everything. So uh did that, and we're kind of hanging out, and there was this field beyond it for, like, a power line that came through there. <laughs> and we saw some things move in the sky. I mean, you could sit there and spot satellites and everything, but we saw stuff that uh, moved in patterns that did not hmm. seem normal or uh, uh like anything of Earth technology. So it was kind of freaky. But, yeah, that was probably about 
about like 91 or something like that. So, hmm. uh, but crazy. Yeah, we were all kind of freaked out after it. Because I remember freaky. going back to the, we kind of got out of there kind of quick. Because <laughs> my one friend got really freaked out. He's like, dude, they might come and abduct us and anal probe. And <laughs> that's when everybody was into the anal probe then. <laughs> oh that was Are only back anal then probe and everybody yeah or is it just the cows again <laughs> in the bowl in the bowl in the bowl no probing is still on the table i'm pretty sure it's not one of those negotiating tools you just give up one day the anal probe please come now come now yeah uh is, you, is your time and my time the same time yeah i get the feeling that we have like the same first time story I think so. Because I've that's like I've seen UFO type things in dreams a lot of times, but like super vivid dreams or like weird purely visual dreams. You know, sometimes you have dreams that are like mostly visual and it's just seeing stuff, and you're like, whoa. Yeah, and I've heard lots of stories. But the only time we saw anything was the Fourth of July that one time. That's right. On uh, was that Highway Thirty Three? Yes, it's Highway Thirty Three, and uh, it was like we were. Just coming up the part, it's like a windy highway, you know, a rural highway. And then one point it kind of straightens out for a long shot, so you can see pretty far. And I see from the right approaching, I don't know, like, just thought it was a old pickup, you know. Like some kind of an 80s lower S10 type smaller pickup, you know. And it's kind of coming up to the highway, but it's the highway, so I know it's like there's a stop sign and they'll stop and I'll just go by them, you know. Even though they were they were further up than that, it wasn't like... We weren't, like, coming up to the intersection or anything. But I was just like, oh, you know, those guys are stopping at that stop sign for sure. And then this thing kept rolling, and it rolled straight across the highway at the same speed. Like, it never slowed down. It just kind of glided forward just totally straight. Yeah, and and it was at that point that we saw there was a lot of freaking lights on it. Yeah, it had lights on, like... The bottom. The bottom was really bright. And then the back, some of the sides... And then it looked all, even like there was dome light inside or something, like the interior was lit. Yes. Not as bright as the other parts, but a lot of light underneath it. And it just went. It never stopped at a stop sign. It never slowed at all. And I was like, okay, that was like... Yeah. It was weird looking enough, but the what was more weird is they didn't stop. It was just... Right. And it didn't even... The movement of it looked surreal, you know? Yeah. Like, it didn't stop, but it also didn't like go up or down a hill or turn left or right or alter its course in any way. It just went straight and steady. Didn't alter speed or direction. So then we get to like where they should have stopped and whatever this T was, this road, this cro- this intersection. And it's just woods on either side. Yeah, there's no intersection. There's no road when we come upon it. No, it's just trees. So there's trees on the right, trees on the left. No road, no stop sign. No truck could have gone like where it went. At that point, we I think I just, like, chuckled, and we were both like, okay, we saw that. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, it was more we like... We both confirmed that we We didn't even say it. any words. We just gave each other this look, <laughs> and maybe a noise, like, mm? or something, you know? But we pretty much both, like, confirmed with the other, yeah, I just fucking saw that, too. And then I don't think we said anything else for a while. We just kind of kept driving. But that was a weird one. That was very freaking weird. That's the only time, yeah, I've seen... Mm-hmm. Uh, what I would consider a an unidentified flying object. Yes. It was wild. Because it seemed to be hovering. I mean, it wasn't in the sky. That's the thing that's wild. It was like... No, yeah, but then had like... Because it could... I guess it could have been like... It's moving through the trees, too. It could have been like an extraterrestrial thing, but it could have been like a ghost car or some weird thing like that. But it was I don't so know. bright. It was now, 
bright and it was definitely there. I'm not trying to say it could have been a ghost car in that like it was wispy or hard to see. It was very clearly a vehicle of some type. I was going to say, uh, I don't have any um, experience or really much education on ghost cars, so maybe they could be bright. I don't know. But it know. just it seemed very like... Yeah, it wasn't like ghosty in any kind of way. Yeah. Other than it drew, drove it through like a... fucking trees. Like it drove through trees. That's a little bit yeah, ghosty. but that's definitely ghosty. But like you said before, we thought it was just a truck coming up. It's like so yeah. mechanical and like... Yeah. And just seemed you there. Know, it would have fit with the landscape of all the other trucks we had driven by, you know, between the place we left and where we saw this thing. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, that was a freaky... Freaky sighting. Freaky sight. Hey, speaking of freaky sightings, check out mm. this one. <clears throat> hi, and hi. Uh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Hello. So yeah. high. Higher. Wow. I like weed, though. I am really high. <laughs> I like cannabis, though. It's pretty decent. It's saving my ass right now. That's <laughs> why it really is the most holy of herbs and medicines. Got me through some real dark it. times. Not hard enough yet, but I will hit it harder as the night goes on. Uh, yeah, this fucking topic is one of my favorites. All right. Okay, we're not exactly talking about aliens, but UFOs, unidentified. Yeah, exactly. Unidentified. Shit you saw, you couldn't so figure shit. out what it was, yes. The one that really stuck out for me is it was the early uh, 2000s. Um, like maybe 2001 hmm. and I had a terrible fucking commute to work. It was two hours every day back and forth. Um, so a total of four hours just to, for my work commute, but it was a great job. And this was like early autumn. I was traveling home on, I think it was I-94. It's been so long since I lived in Chicago. That's where I grew up. So I'm from the Chicago area, yeah, 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 we know that. And uh, I'm going home, and I, let me tell you, it was really fucking late. It was like 11 p.m. I'd had a really super crazy long-ass day, and uh, oh, I'm going to run out of time. i got to wrap it up. Wrap it up. Jake, wrap, 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 it up. wrap, wrap it up. Anyway, oh. I, I was absolutely, I, I could hardly keep my eyes open, and I still had like an hour to go home. Oh, man, I um, hate that. The western suburbs. I've been there. And... Many a I time. was passing O'Hare when this happened, but there was holy shit! There was a um, there was a not a fight. There was a chase. There was a chase going on in the sky, and all these riders had stopped. This is right over O'Hare Airport. All these all these drivers had stopped on the side of the road to watch the show of these military craft, like five military craft, like fighter jets chasing this. The, this triangular, the, there was three different lights, three different colors, blue, green, red, I think. And um, so I don't know if it was three different craft, but it was in the shape of a triangle. It was the night sky, so I could hardly see, but I had to get out and watch it. And it was spectacular. I've never seen it. They could not track this thing down. It would just stop in the middle of the sky and change direction immediately. It, it was incredible. I mean, man, I want. Oh, oh there was a wall. It was a cliffhanger. It's all right. She, she had a okay, PS. I really tried. That's honestly, all right. You know, I just, I really try to fit all this shit into one voicemail. I it's all good, sorry. man. It's a, it's I'm a broad one. I'm a lot of fucking shit that I've said and done that has been upsetting people. Uh, I'll be honest with you. But um, sorry I cannot fit my shit into one voicemail. I just don't know how to do it. I it's just all right. Don't. Anyway, so 
You got um, it, man. You got it. And, Come on. I don't know if you heard that. My toaster oven. Fries are done, man. The dishes are done, <laughs> there man. There you go. Um, Told you. I don't know if you remember that from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Yeah. That was a fun flick. Uh, so <laughs> I I could not stay for the whole show. I could not. Man, it was it was fucking wild what was happening in those skies. Like these military craft could not keep up. Just didn't have the technology, but they did look like fighter jets. I don't know how to describe them. And it was very dark, but like I said that the triangular lights, whether they be multiple craft or one, I couldn't make out, but they, you know, they flew in tandem. Um and I mean they would just stop, switch direction and immediately back there. I forget what all the terms for that is. The aviation terms. Oh, yeah. It was, I just really wanted to stay, but I could not, like, I honestly thought that um, I just would crash if I didn't leave right then, because I was so fucking exhausted, and I still had a long way to drive home, and I was already falling asleep, that I couldn't tell you how long that went on. There were reports um, to move on about it, Hmm. and it was crazy. Like, they could not, they could not keep up with this craft. The military um, craft, uh, aircraft could not keep up with this craft at all. It was doing crazy, wild, advanced maneuvers, and I did watch for about, like, half an hour. Wow. 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 They were really high. <laughs> wow. I am really high. fucking amazing. Yeah. No, it's I love him. you both, you know. We love you, Quirkass. I feel a lot of love for you. Yeah. Thanks. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Bye. Adios. Thank you for calling. In the bowl, Quirkus. We love you. Yeah, love you. But you know that. You already know, girl. You already know. That's wild. Yeah, that's a great one. Be able to watch it just like zip and zag and zoom around. You can't keep up with it. And it's in the sky, so you can just like keep seeing it. Not like a police chase where like it just whizzes by you, you know? Y- yes. Like you got the whole canvas of the sky. You can continue to watch. Yeah, that's a good point. This uh, next caller certainly continued to watch. The only UFO I had ever seen was watching her panties fly across the room. <laughs> hey Never seen a UFO before. Gives me a little bit of FOMO. Uh-huh. However, I have ran into several individuals that have seen some crazy shit back when I was out on tour. And honestly, this is the re- one reason why I, I miss doing tours so much is I, I really miss meeting random fucking freaks. And I say that as an endearing term. Sure. But freaks of you just meet the weirdest, most random people. Uh, there was this one guy in Canada who was a stagehand. And I got to talking with him just about sort of like weird esoterica stuff. And it turns out that this guy is a fairy photographer. And he'll mm. like go out to the woods and like capture photographs of fairies. And I'm like, man... I know it sounds kind of weird and outlandish, but some of the photos that he was taking using film cameras, there's definitely, it It, it looks like there's legit portals opening up and there's this stuff phasing in, these little entities of light. It, mm. I, I might have copies of those photos somewhere, um, but he also had like detailed scans of crop circles that he had made up of himself studying various crop circles from around the planet. He had wrote for, uh, uh, it was one of the sort of esoterica magazines. I forget which one. There's another dude in Montana who used to live outside of like DARPA. And he said that 
he would, you know, late at night watch these crazy fucking orbs of light fly through the sky. And in that same town, there was this dude that had gotten struck by lightning. Uh, no, I'm sorry. He had touched a high voltage cable while he was on top of the building and it blew him off the side of the building. Woo! And, uh, then he, he can see different, like, uh, I guess, uh, like energy frequencies. Uh, to, I guess to put it in a layman's, uh, term, uh, various fears and, um, soothsayers and witches and all sorts of crazy fucks. And I kind of miss them at times, but no, sadly, I've never seen a UFO before in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. That's just because you, you're more aware, man. You're a better identifier, I would say. Ooh, yeah. Like, boobs, I can see him, like, just being a better identifier right off the bat. For sure. Right off the bat. Well, this next uh, voicemail is ready. Uh, I just wanted to add, um, we used to have a drink here that was like a THC drink. Uh, came in like fruit punch. I think there was an apple juice. Uh, a couple other flavors that it came in. And a lot of the dispensaries had it, and they had it for years when uh, it was medical only here. Um, apparently, I, I didn't realize that. I really didn't go into them a lot. But I had a friend give me one uh, <clears throat> that he got from a dis- dispensary here, and they are pretty freaking amazing if they're – uh, mixed right. Uh, yeah. Like you say, you don't want to take too much. Uh, five even right now is my limit. Kind of. I'll, well, I'll do ten. Yeah. If uh, like on New Year's Eve, I ate ten. Uh, Five's nice. It's like you know, um... if it's something that I'm staying up for a while and <laughs> don't plan on waking up for a long time the next day, because that's definitely <laughs> where it hurts you. <laughs> is uh, you sleep a long time on edibles, but like I say, with the liquid, it was easy. Like, you could take a little sip. Yeah. It hit you really, really, really quick for an edible uh, or a consumable. And then uh, you got a nice buzz. And sometimes it, like, yeah. you know, would fade off uh, pretty easily, too. So it was kind of interesting. But anyway, they've banned those all. Oh, man. Dang. And you have to buy a syrup and make it yourself. Oh, which, I remember uh, you saying, yeah. I don't know. Seems kind of asinine to me because, like the the premix stuff, seemed pretty accurate as far as what uh, yeah, I would tell you the the bottle contains. Why would you make the consumer do uh, it? As far as the uh, milligrams and uh, this syrup thing, I guess you know. Well, it wouldn't be that hard to figure out to do it yourself, but you know, I mean, <laughs> premix is kind of a little bit easier to do than. It's like, hey, do you, do you want to make your own Coca Cola? <laughs> I don't in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl, indeed. That's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, they always got to ban the fun stuff, don't they? Yeah. The drinkables, I think, are interesting. Take away the convenience. I know. Why Why do I want to mix it myself? Just give me a thing. I can turn the cap open and it's open. Yeah. I can use it. It's like, you know, if these people are all hand-wringing about safety, well, you could drink the syrup or whatever, you know? Like, I don't know. It just seems like problems are waiting to happen. Mm, it's a more concentrated form. Right. Dangerous. So scary. <laughs> this next color scary. Maybe. So I was staying with my grandparents, and I was like six, and it was normal for my grandparents to get up super early. They were of that type to get up just before the sun. Mm. So summer, and maybe like, you know, five or six in the morning, and I hear the lawnmower going, like, damn, what the fuck? Like, 
these crazy old people out here getting it already. Damn. And I get up and no, no lawnmower. My grandma was just like super nonchalantly like, oh, yeah, there's an alien UFO just laying in the backyard and took <laughs> off. And uh, okay. there were like these, I can't remember if it was like four or maybe six like postmarks in the ground. And they had really good soil on that land. So it was like soft, fertile, black soil. Interesting. With good green grass on it. But at any rate, um, there are like six marks in the ground. And mm. <clears throat> nobody else saw it. Nobody else heard it. And my grandma's kind of nuts anyway. So nobody ever believed her. And I was a kid. So nobody believed me. And But something fucking weird happened. Damn. That is fascinating. Yeah. That's wild. They went to the source, man. Your grandma must have had awesome dirt, dude. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And if they just need a nip and got out of there, you know, whatever. Took a sample. Some dirt, you know. Maybe figure out how to make it yeah. somewhere else in the universe. That's the the good ass dirt, you know. Or they just want to grow some weed up on their planet. They just need a little bit, just a little bit of dirt to throw the weed seed in. Yeah, seems reasonable. That's cool. Yeah, what a great one. Well, yeah, we did have some uh, fantastic voicemails. Thank you all for your voicemails and your courage. Yes, thank you to all the callers out there, all the bowlers. Tuned in, listening, contributing their tales. I guess now we have uh, to come up with a first time I ever for next week. That's right, that's right. We have a few to choose from on our list here that we haven't uh, picked. Yeah, Booberry suggested one post-show, too. We have Fuck With a Ouija Board. We have Found a Dead Animal. We have Tongued a Hole, which has been on there for a while. Uh, Sign. Had a sign from the afterlife. We did was in a car accident, so I've got to check that off the list. We did that one. We should probably clear tongue to hole off of the list. Had phone sex on drag. You like tongue to hole? It's been there for so long. It has been there for a while, yeah. First time I ever tongued a hole. Sometimes we keep it broad on purpose, you know? Yeah. General. We've, we've tongued that first time I ever topic idea out of our mouth holes so many times. That, I know. Yeah, let's, let's uh, hear it. I want to hear about in, uh, the holes that our bowlers have tongued the first time that they tongued a hole. Yeah. Seems like uh, Seems like a good one. Man, you never know, though. The ones always surprise you that are going to be knocking out of the park. Chris gave us a great one with that poop your pants thing. Everybody was very energized about it. Yes. Yeah, people were feeling the poop in their pants. <laughs> they seem to have a lot to say regarding that. <laughs> uh, but if you have a lot to say, you can always call 816-607-3663 and tell us uh, next week. We're looking for the first time you ever tongued a hole. And, uh, I mean, there's only one thing left to do. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. Let's go I got bowling, my man. shoes. You got your shoes. You we know got our balls. Shoes is all I'm wearing. <laughs> so in Norway, folks in the military must now return their underwear, bras, and socks at the end of their service. Okay. To be used for the next recruits. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, they've They're been struggling. Struggling. With dwindling supplies, in part due to the scamdemic, they say, but also due to uh, some financial issues and contracts. Interesting. Yeah, very strange. They talk about, well, you know, if it's properly cleaned and cared for, it should be no big thing. But I think it's kind of weird wondering how many recruits have worn these underpants before me. <laughs> that is kind of weird. And you're not know, going along. How many times have they been pooped in? I wonder... <laughs> When was the first time these underpants been pooped in? Yeah. That could add up, I guess, over a while. Yeah. I picture them as just all white. Everything's just white, so you just bleach it over that's, and over again. That's one thing that's always an option at thrift stores that I've just never gone for. 
It's like used you, underwear. Yeah, used undergarments or socks even. It feels a little dirty. Yeah, you got to get the fresh ones, man. That's all. Oh, and they're so soft when you first get things like that. Socks especially. I'll slide my foot into a fresh, never-worn sock. Disposable socks. That's the way to go. <laughs> yeah. But hey, I learned when I was reading this article that in Norway, everyone has to serve in the military. It's mandatory for men oh. and women. And uh, usually lasts between 12 and 19 months for them. So there's uh, traditionally 8,000 recruits going in at a time, year after year. 8,000 pairs of undies being handed down to the next. Wow. Wow, indeed. It's a lot of turnover for undies, man. That's all I'm saying. That's all. That's all. Now, uh, some cops got more than they bargained for at a traffic stop in, where was this? Pennsylvania. Uh Uh-oh. When they found a live deer in this lady's hatchback. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was a 19-year-old girl they pulled over for impaired driving. Oh, no. Clearly impaired driving, (laughs) and, uh... There was a deer in her car. Uh, They suggest in the article that the deer had been hit but was very much alive. So during the traffic stop, the lady told her passenger to get out and let the deer out of the car after the cops started asking her about it. Did you know you uh, put a deer in your trunk and that it's alive and it's like trying to get out? (laughs) And she was like, oh yeah, we put it there. Hey, oh my God. Jeff, get that deer out of the car. Oh, my God. So in the video, there was no vo- uh, no audio on the video that they shared, but you just see the passenger get out and grab this deer like a dog and carry it across the road and put it down. And it was very much alive, this doe. It was kicking and fighting with him the whole time. So. <laughs> weird. So weird. Yeah, because it's like, wow. Drunk people just do the dumbest <laughs> shit, though. Yeah. Yeah, you know that deer probably just froze when it saw them coming. And the lady was like, I just always have wanted a pet deer. Oh, this yeah. so cute. Can we just take it home? Yep. Yes, we can. Because we're drunk. He put it in the trunk just because, like, made him feel strong and it shot her up. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then they drove on their merry way, except for, I don't know why he let her drive. And then he got their asses pulled over. Nah, oh, man. No bueno. And then they had to let the deer go. So just lose, lose, lose situation. See, the deer could have drove because the deer had nothing to drink. That's true. That would have that would have been the way to go. That was people. the solution. Come on. If you're too drunk, just ride the deer. <laughs> That's another option, man. Yeah. You're full. Yeah, you got way better options than the DUI. Seriously. I'm sure Sir Seat Sitter would disagree, but it's all right. He's a lucky man, though. He's been lucky. You just don't want to test your luck <laughs> most of the time. True. You know. Yeah, it's true. Just uh, play it. You know, live life in the danger zone, but just break one law at a time. You know, <laughs> that's always a good. So yeah. if you're drunk driving, fine, but don't drunk drive with a deer in the tr- hatchback because <laughs> you're not supposed to just grab those things. <sighs> Speaking of grab, we've talked about this story before twice now. It first came up on Bull After Bull episode 69, which was titled "Some Holy Somebody," and then we discussed it again on Bull After Bull episode 90, Jimmy Gemini's. This is about the FBI going to place that might have a lot of treasure in it and grabbing the treasure for themselves i remember this yes dense run a spot where a shipment of union gold was thought to be lost or stolen in 1863 while it was on its way to the mint in philadelphia so the fbi went digging around for this fabled cache of gold in pennsylvania and uh they uh, never explained why publicly really other than uh Saying that evidence suggests 
it might have been a cultural heritage site. Well, then this uh, duo of treasure hunters, a father-son duo at that, Finders Keepers USA, who sadly their website is down. Ah, oh, man. Um, but anyways, they seem to have been approached by the FBI after they detected a large mass of metal in the fabled dense run area. And so the FBI met with them and said, we're going to bring in a contractor who has more sophisticated instruments than you. Mm-hmm. And that contractor went out and allegedly detected up to nine tons of a mass with the density of gold. So finders keepers accompanied the feds to the site during the excavation, but were confined to the car and never found out what happened. They don't know if the FBI found gold or not. So the FBI has long insisted that the dig came up empty. Sure. As you would. Right. If you find treasure, you're not going to well, tell anyone, if you know especially what you're if you're the doing, Fed. Yeah, if you know what you're doing. Right. A lot of these stories start with the guys calling the museum and the authorities and everything. Exactly. Well, I still wonder how the Fed approached the treasure hunters. The Fed knows how know? to treasure hunt, dude. Yeah. They're like, all right, you guys, you stay in the car. We're just going to, we won't be about a second. I'll interject the story nope. here to say. Nothing there. If you are out with your metal detector and you think you found a big one, just start digging, you know? Dig first, ask for forgiveness later. Yeah. If it comes to that. Or just make out like a bandit because no one's going to, you know, if you're in the woods, like, psh, no yeah, one's going to know. you know, I mean. Just go. This is not legal advice. <laughs> there we go. I'm not an attorney or doc. There it was. But, you know, sometimes in Minecraft, you just find some treasure. Uh, you're just going to pick it up. Loot boxes. Yeah. Finders keepers. It's what you right? pay taxes for. It's the loot boxes. <laughs> right? Yeah. So anyway, uh. They, you know, kept telling these guys, we didn't find anything, we didn't find anything. But the guys know that there was something there. So they uh, used the Freedom of Information Act, put in a request for documents to see uh, what this dig was all about and what they found. Um, And, of course, the FBI said, no, we got nothing on it. We don't have any documents to send to you. So they took it a step up, and the Justice Department ordered a more thorough review uh, which is when the FBI turned around and said, oh, we found 2,400 pages about this excavation and 17 videos. But it's just like so much data that this will just take years for us to process and get out to anyone. Like, it's just, this is a lot of work and we just don't have time for that, you know? Yep. And that's where things stopped. Oh. As of last month, the uh, Justice Department had yet to assign the FOIA request to a staffer for processing. So, Finders Keepers decided to file a federal lawsuit against the Justice Department over its failure to produce the documents on the FBI's search for the gold. Go get them, boys. Yeah, fight that good fight. We all want to know about the FBI treasure hunt. Yeah, man. how it turned out, what they're hiding, and why. They're always up to some shady shit, man. They really are. They really are. Yeah, uh, I know they... There were some court documents released that we talked about in episode 90, you know, trickling out a few, that uh, mentioned the agent, an agent applied for a federal warrant in 2018 to seize the gold, and it appeared he did so to avoid seeking permission from the Pennsylvania Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. Of course. Of course, you know. Uh, The claim was that the gold would be, uh, you know, it would be a state legal battle, a very costly one for the FBI if they were to go through the conservation department. So mm-hmm. if you get a search warrant, you know, just cut all that out. 
I save see. money. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. I want to see the videos. I want to see these 17 hours of video or 17 videos that they have. Anyway, I also want to see this video and didn't, even though everyone was talking about it. A Tennessee House lawmaker had to apologize this week after he failed to successfully pants a referee at his son's high school basketball game. Win for the referee's pants. Yeah. Solid in place. Must have been a belt. Must have been tight. Yeah, it's at the proper notch, you know. Never go for the pants unless you're confident you can get them down. That's pretty awkward. Yeah. It's like You're just grabbing this other dude's pants. A couple steps below shooting the king and, you know, you can't miss. Yeah. Yeah. His son was playing basketball. He lost his temper. Went for the referee's pants. <laughs> Stupid. Interesting turn of events. And now the whole uh, public is uh, laughing about it. Ha ha. Ah. Good one. Well, we're not laughing about this. A dog is a true hero this week after he led New Hampshire cops to his owner's vehicle, which had just been in a rollover crash. The truck went off a road near the Vermont Interstate Junction, and both occupants were seriously hurt. That's when Tinsley the German Shepherd jumped into action and ran for help and somehow found some cops. Nice. Yeah, at first the cops thought he was a lost dog, so they went to grab him and, you know, turn him into the Humane Society or whatever. Yeah. But he kept evading them, just jumping, you know, but not running away. Yeah. Egging them on. Saying, come on, dude, come on, follow come give me. me. Come give me. Come give me. Stupid human, let's I gotta go. Show you. I gotta show you. Yeah, come see. Good boy confirmed. Yeah. Uh, luckily, they did follow him and then uh, got to, they saw the guardrail was damaged and then they looked down over this cliff and there's a fucking truck. So, there's been no update on uh, the good boy's owner's condition, though. So, praying for them. Praying they're all right. Scary situation. You got a damn good dog there. Yeah, right? you never know. When when a dog approaches you, it may be the start of a bonus mission, like a side quest. Yeah, pretty much every time. Yeah. Even if the side quest is just you getting mauled. Anyway, first ever genetically altered pig heart was used in a successful human transplant this week. Ooh. Yeah. David Bennett Sr., I get no roles for my stories these days. Like the, ball just the ball is just stuck to my hand. There it goes. David Bennett Sr., he was so sick he couldn't qualify for a human heart transplant. Oh, no. But, uh, yeah, they got him uh, off the waiting list, and, I mean, he couldn't be on a waiting list, I guess, but they got him this do, huh? genetically modified pig heart. Wow. Yeah, so as of yesterday, um, he was still connected to a heart-lung bypass machine, but the first 48 hours are the most critical post-procedure, and that went without incident. He was doing great. Very nice. Um, so, of course, he's going to be continued to be monitored by his doctors for symptoms of rejection, as well as a rare infection from a pig virus that can infect humans. Oof. And, of course, maybe oinking. They might be looking out for oinking <laughs> or the desire to roll around in mud, snorting, the sudden development of a curly tail. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot that could go wrong. They say that, you know, because there's so many pigs in America, genetically engineered pig organs could get a lot of patients off waiting lists. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this article mentioned that in the 1960s, they tried chimpanzee kidney transplants in some patients. Uh, but the longest survivor for that scientific trial was only nine months. Mm. So that didn't go so well. Guess not. No. 
Yeah, we don't want the chimpanzee kidneys. That wasn't a good idea. Pig kidneys, however, we'll see. That's the next step here. And I love the idea of getting people off waiting lists. If they can, then great. Yeah. If it works, then great. But eh, it's pretty, uh, it's kind of dark, I think. Yeah, taking the organ from a pig and putting putting it in a human. It's not a, what is it, not halal? It's not, it's not kosher? Are you a uh, chimera or whatever? <laughs> that yeah. Point? I don't know. I yeah. don't, I don't know. Are you a cyborg if you have a... Right, like, okay, so where are we going to... Pacemaker? I don't know. Yeah, weirder to have some machines and plastics and stuff put in you or pig heart. I don't know. There's a lot of people that uh, wouldn't be able to take pig organs. Yeah, that's true. Stay on that waiting list, I guess, if you're one of those people. As Cold Acid points out, it's neither halal nor kosher. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To be kosher, you have to have a rabbi blessing over it, right? Well, if it's a pork product, there's no but rabbi it blessing. But it can't even get there. It right. can't even get there. Yeah. Right, right, right. If you're gonna die without it, though, I mean, bargains can be made, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Well, one North Carolina man, uh, is, I'm pretty sure he probably knows there's a god up there. After surviving this ordeal, he scaled an electrical tower this week, causing a power outage. But he lived to tell the tale. After a four-hour negotiation to come down, he climbed 90 feet up an electrical tower, which was energized with six lines carrying about 115,000 volts. Whoa. Yeah. Residents called the police. The police contacted Duke Energy, and Duke Energy was able to reroute the power somewhere else. There it was. Yeah. Unfortunately for one bystander, though... Uh, they're going to be investigated by the cops for interfering with police and life-saving rescue operations because they decided to fly their drone over to the dude. Oh, for crying out loud. Not a toy, people. Not a toy. And I just like wonder... Well, not spy gear, (laughs) dork. Right. Like, it's just gawking, right? Get a license. (laughs) Like, approve the flight. Oh, you can't because there's a emergency personnel set up. I don't know. Like, obviously, you're going to get binged for that. Yeah, that's just a bad, dumb idea. <sighs> if, you gotta, if you're going to fly a drone, you got to know the drone rules, man. Them's the facts. Yeah, them's the facts. Kind of like the most expensive U.S. listing just hit the market. A mega mansion in Los Angeles, of all places. Of course. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, it's 105,000 square feet. Currently listed for 295 million buckaroos. Holy shit. Yeah, I like money, though. Yes, the developer of this place named it The One. The One. And they had a stated goal of creating the most expensive home in the country. They were hoping for an eventual asking price of $500 million. (laughs) But... Uh Uh-oh. The developer's debt grew to more than $180 million, and it was placed into receivership in 2021. Yeah, a bankruptcy agreement was struck in December, and uh, let's see the house will go to auction if it doesn't sell by February 7th. Classic Icarus, man. Too close to the sun. Yeah. Splish splash. According to the article, though, offers have already been coming in. One from a Saudi royal, one from a wealthy Chinese buyer, yeah. unnamed, and... um. The article suggests they are expecting further offers from undisclosed cryptocurrency buyers looking for investments. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. interesting. But here's my thing. 
You can just go into infinite debt to create something and then hope you can flip it and get all the money back. Like that's that's cool. If yeah, I mean if you sweet if you talk approved. if you sweet talk the guy giving you a little money, yeah. <laughs> just imagine spending a hundred and eighty million dollars. The things that might be in that house. Hundred and eighty million dollars, I mean, jeez, you gotta have everything in there. And hundred and five thousand square feet. I'm talking everything. Yeah. We need a zoo inside there we can charge admission to mm-hmm. and an aquarium and a university of science and all kinds of shit oh yeah for sure a strip club yes a strip mall yes the place where they um make the hot pretzels Mm-hmm. that's in the strip mall for sure really really big bathrooms mm-hmm. indoor pool outdoor pool well i don't know a big Wait. dinosaur skeleton somewhere oh yeah of course and huge geodes just give me a cave of amethyst that would be pretty cool but anyways $295 million, way too much money for a place that has no acreage. Yeah, come on, man. I mean, come on. So there is a rare fish thought to be locally extinct in Ohio, and they just found it for the first time since 1939. It lives. Yeah, two longhead darters were caught by fish management crews conducting electrofishing bass surveys in the Ohio River this past week. The longhead darter is native to Ohio. The long-haired uh, darter. <laughs> yeah, the long-haired darter. <laughs> Not a daughter, but a darter. Hey, she's my darter. <laughs> in the water. <laughs> <laughs> my darter in the water. <laughs> oh, what, boy. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? American Fishery Society lists the long-haired darter as threatened in all states where it occurs dang yeah but they found him that's cool first time in 80 years or so yeah you know what also got found that wait did i get a roll for that yeah yeah, right right off the the bat i rolled i rolled i'm sorry blame it on the weed i do you know what else was found this week let's let's blame it on the weed everybody what a cat in a recliner that was donated to a colorado thrift store (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now that's a dumb place to keep cats that is a dumb place that's a dumb place to keep bowls and bowls yeah. and uh whatever else you got down there a cat the, so, chair. Oh, how the employees were like oh no a cat <laughs> and they called denver animal protection who came out and found that the kitty's microchip was out of date so they took it in <laughs> then the family got home from dropping off their load at the thrift shop and realized oh fuck where's our cat <laughs> Oh, no. You know the cat likes hiding in that recliner, right? Fuck, back to the thrift store. Mr. Wiggles. They get to the thrift store and they're like, was our cat in the recliner? And the thrift store was like, it was, but it's not here anymore. Now Denver Animal Protection has it. So then they had to go to- sold it to the Chinese restaurant. No, they just handed it over. (laughs) They didn't take a donation for it or anything. No value for value in this process. Missed an uh, opportunity there with the cat thing. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, the cat was uninjured and reunited with its family thanks to the Denver Animal Protection Agency or whatever they are. Yeah, whatever you are. Thank you. And now that cat has got to find another good hiding place. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. But that's it. That's all the rolls on the lanes tonight. Well... We had one voicemail sneak <gasps> into the bowl. A Can sneaky you voicemail. It? I want to hear it. Can you believe it? Oh, I believe it. Unidentified flying voicemail. 
UFO. Could have been. First time I ever saw a UFO, something that I really couldn't identify. It must have been like, uh, shit, this is probably 2005, 2003? Three, five. Early 2000s. I was at a party. It was a fucking all night. Drink your fucking face in until you throw it up and then drink it back again. And I uh, was standing outside in the front of this townhouse with three other dudes, or two other dudes. And um, it was a cloudy night, and the clouds were kind of low in the sky and fucking all puffy, like looking at the underside of cotton balls. And they were reflecting the orange and pink um, streetlights. But then, like, we were right behind a Kmart, of all things. No. By the way, you were talking about that Whoa. earlier. And uh, the, uh, the thing, like, looked like two balloons stuck together on, uh, you know, like, held by static. It looked just like that. But they were the same color as the clouds, but they were underneath it. And um, one goddamn balloon, so, because it, as it moved, like, overhead, uh, it um, looked like it was trying to camouflage itself to, to look like it was part of the clouds. You oh. could barely see it. It's like trying to look at old CG and trying to identify the borderlines. Freaky. And uh, it just silently went overhead and uh, didn't hear a thing. It didn't perturb the clouds. But the clouds were low, too. They couldn't have been any higher than, uh, you know, like 20,000 feet. And so that's the only thing. Never knew what it was. There were no lights, no whirly things. I wasn't abducted. My ass was intact. And two other dudes fucking saw it. Yeah. And after it passed, we all looked at each other. It's like, did you see that? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah, I saw that, too, man. So it's not just that we're all fucking... Drunk and high and drunk. Right. No, that's what we saw. Wow. And uh, that was the first time. Stoop! <laughs> first time I got stooped. Yeah, it's freaky, that man. That is freaky. That's, that's always like the eeriest part of anything is like the shared experience where you look at somebody else because you've got to confirm and you're like, Is my eyes deceiving me? You got to make sure. Did you see that too? Yeah, I saw that too. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Oh my god, well you uh, definitely heard it too here tonight, bowlers. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on another Token Tuesday night. Always a lovely time. Hang out with us next Friday as we talk to Cold Acid for another Bowls with Buds. This and- Friday, 9pm Central. That's right. On the bowl stream. You know where to be. Till then, I will be Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'll be Dame DeLorean. Till Friday, may your bowls burn ever brighter. This is serious. Are you gonna see that? Is my eyes deceiving me? Let me see what it looks like. Ooh, they look so good. That is somebody's penis. <laughs>